The mayor of Prince Albert stopped by today to spread his knowledge of below-the-belt piercings, the Edmonton Oilers, and how to make a career out of selling Lucy's to high school students. All jokes aside, AJ has been a great friend of Nate and myself for nearly two decades. After meeting way back when Ulsan was basically a lawless city governed by only the wise sages who kept their identity secret by running the local watering hole, Tombstone. A great reflective podcast here that touches on raising a family, the struggles of the pandemic, and some great stories from back in the day. Thanks for coming by, AJ. Looking forward to meeting you again, buddy. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Just start at the beginning. All right, ready. Welcome to another episode of This Korean Life. And we have AJ McNally in number one Edmonton Oilers fan in the house for this triumphant return from Prince Albert all the way to uh, to Ulsan. Saint Albert. You know, it's not Prince. You know, I mean, a few minutes delayed on the. uh, On the meeting spot there, what happened? Wife said, take a bus. It'll be fun. You got lots of time. <laughs> It'd be fun. She's Go, like, go. See the people. And then it turns out I was supposed to transfer and I ended up in some village town over there. <laughs> nice taxi after the GS girl helped me order one and I had to wait 12 minutes for a taxi. That's, that's how that's absurd. way out there I was. Yeah. So You were on the way out to my in-laws. That, br- that picture of the bridge you posted was out going out to my in-laws. I have no idea how that happened. I knew I was in trouble <laughs> well, hold on, the rotary. There's a trend because this happened a couple of days ago when I was supposed to meet you too. <laughs> it's a sign. Don't take public transportation. Right? And that, that one was like not so far from your place. There straight, we go. <laughs> straight down the, the SNO from your place. Uh, I don't know what's going to on. To Samson where you used to live. Yeah. And I've never taken a taxi. Or I never not taken a taxi. Usually take a taxi. Which will be from here on out always taxis. Uh, (laughs) He said he he met a foreigner on the bus too who sat down beside him. They just said hello. The guy masked up and didn't say another word. Uh, Must have thought I was from Prince Albert. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yesterday when did we when were we out at Jeff's? Sunday. Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Monday after school I picked the kids up and Lena goes uh, can we go to Canada? Because we have to go to Niall and Lua's place. And I said, oh, yeah, she was not this summer because we're going to Kazakhstan. And But next summer when we go, I said, do you know, she said, do you know where he lives? I said, yeah, he lives by Uncle Luke. She goes, do you know his city is called the, it's, the city name is like Champion or something? City of Champions. <laughs> I left her with you for five minutes in the creek and she's telling me you live in a city called Champion or something. Oh, Up until shit. about two years ago when you entered Edmonton, it said City of Champions. Yeah. And then last year when we were on the playoff run, the Oilers, by we, I play for the team, right? <laughs> um, they said they locals started going around and putting back up plaques on the welcome signs that yeah. said City of Champions. So I is, just thought it was funny thing. when yeah. my eight-year, seven-year-old daughter says it on the way home from school, not knowing anything about the Oilers or Champions or anything. <laughs> and I was like, where did you get that from? Champion City or something? Yeah. Let's back up a second, though. You're taking your children to Kazakhstan? Yeah. <laughs> Uzbekistan, <Bold> Kazakhstan. <laughs> I didn't tell you that yet? No. Yeah, we got a good big trip planned. Gino has mentioned all the all the countries to, to mark there. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. We got five, no? Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan. Oh, all the countries Putin wants back. 
It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, he's a little while away from those ones still. Nate's gonna call him, bro. Send me some bail money. <laughs> <laughs> they took my, they took my passport. I've been teaching students from there, from that region for 10, 11 years now, and wonder why they left. They always, they always show great pictures and uh, say how great it is. And now it's my chance to. No, but you, when you told me, man, I googled it. And there's some deadly places. There's oh, some dead, there's, yeah, there's some really nice, uh, really nice scenery and stuff. But I mean, so what's the flight path there? Seoul to Almaty, direct. That's it. You're taking a direct flight. Yeah. Times have changed. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only one. Well, <laughs> speaking on this, then you guys, maybe you can talk a little bit about it. <clears throat> we have. I've been quite the adventurer prior to getting married and having kids, but. Even once we were married, we went to a few cool places. But after the kids, it was kind of Boracay, Thailand, whatever. Just the standard relaxed vacation spots in you Canada. Your kids to Thailand? In Canada. Gina went to Thailand. And no way. Singapore. Yeah. It's been kind of Canada every other year and, and uh, warm places in the winter. Um, but now they're, they're kind of old enough where I feel comfortable bringing them on a bit of an adventure. You've been where? Here and mostly Mexico? Mostly Mexico yeah, and the states a few times, yes. California. I mean, I know that's dan- dangerous, but yeah, yeah, in its own right. <laughs> but what about Mexico? Packages or resorts no, or we, because there's a lot of headlines coming out of Mexico, a lot more than Kazakhstan. Is that a Uzbekistan. booking question or a lifestyle question? <laughs> no, we usually just do Puerto Vallarta because it's a direct flight from Edmonton, so it's about a five-hour flight. And then we have um, a couple places we like. Their condos always. I've I've never actually stayed in an all-inclusive in Mexico. Um, as you guys know, my kid has a nut allergy, so the food in an all-inclusive has been a little bit scary or sure. daunting to of us. Course. So having a condo you can cook yourself, or when you do seek out restaurants, you get a little comfortable knowing the area, seeing the same places. So I think they've been three times, which is kind of crazy mm. to, to think about. But um, definitely we every time we go, we love it, and then we come back, we'll go, oh, we'll go somewhere else next time, we'll, we'll travel, that's, and then it's just so easy, it's a five-hour flight. That's what we did with Boracay, yeah, right? so, yeah. four or five times, and then I just, I mean, we might still go in the winter, but, but I need so, I need, I need something else, man. I've gone to this, I haven't gone to new places in, since Gina was born, probably, so seven, oh, eight years. I like showing up to a familiar place with a different mindset, or, you know, after... Uh, after a couple of years, it's you look at it with fresh eyes. You can again, you see the the familiar places, familiar faces. I think I it depends that. on how long you go for. Like if you're going for three weeks, yeah, adventures or mm. cool stuff like Nate's talking about would be awesome. But if you only got seven days and you're really just looking to Relax, check yeah. out and, and kick right. your feet up, <laughs> sure, going to where you know is the best because absolutely, there's no hassle, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so two things that are there. One, the head the headlines from Mexico. I mean, I, I, we used to go in, in high school, and it was it was Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, the real Acapulco. No, but they were 600 bucks, all-inclusive, one week, go and eat and drink, do whatever yeah. the heck you want. But in the last five years or something, it's – and it's, it's some of it's tourists or whatever. Who, the Americans just went down for plastic surgery or something, didn't they? A month or two ago? Don't know. Two of them shot up, dead. It, but it's nonstop. There, the there hijackings a, on the highway, heads here. There was a the Canadian girl missing on the Sea Dew five six years ago. They I rented Sea Dews, went on the lake, never came back. I remember back. one with uh, with poisoning or something. Someone was poisoning the booze, and people were hitting the mat. And, and the guys away. falling off the balconies, the pool balconies. 
Mm-hmm. And there's, it's Canadians all the I mean, there's some Americans, but it's Canadians all the time. I mean, you could read all those headlines. I, and, and someone could fact check me, and, and this could be completely proven wrong. But I have a feeling all of that stuff happens after midnight, or the majority of it anyways. Sure. And with an eight- and a six-year-old, it's it's a few Coronas on the patio and falling asleep because the day starts pretty early. Yeah. So I we steer clear of all of that, and, and we don't venture into the That's, heart of the city or anything like that. I'll um, be... Uh, I think it's like anywhere, though, right? Like, Nate, even back when we used to travel to Thailand and... And Southeast Asia, there there were some sketch, yeah, but I was sketchy solo. alleys. We, I was solo. I didn't we, care. But when I see like Buddy has a Land Rover or something for safety on the highways, and then the the guys come out in the middle of the road and just stop them and take all their stuff, kill the dad, send the mom and the kids. Huh? The hell's, who's going to these places? Are you talking about Turkmenistan? Or, yeah, or like a guy stuff? going to the borders of Russia? <laughs> no, but, that, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. If you look at the world safe, safety rankings. Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan are ranked higher than Canada, America, and I think that could be a fact check. Maybe we could yeah. check that one. <laughs> but that's well. When we booked, I booked the ticket. I was booking the tickets and hit and said, "Wait, wait, stop, stop." I said, "Why? I got to check if I'm allowed to go, because civil servants, there's no go countries and stuff. So she got to check, and if she can get insurance, because some Korean companies won't give insurance for certain countries, hmm. and they're all on the list. They're all fine. So." Should be no problem. I I'm flying into told you I'm flying into New York, and a lot of my students are like, "No, oh my God, you don't know how dangerous that is." I had a friend or I had a cousin that was, it was the same thing. Like, man, if you're out at two a.m. in Central uh, or what do you call it, in Times Square, looking at a map, you know, looking around like that, like a suspicious, like a tourist. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get uh, you're gonna you're gonna get it. But I mean, I think your day to day. You should be all right if you're not uh, if you're not stupid about it. And I, th- I some of those Mexico stories. You, I I remember one. I can't even remember. I think they were a couple from Calgary, and they got in some cartel kind of trouble or something. And they hopped in a unmarked taxi, and, and and that's just stuff like savvy travelers would never do. You want it. Yeah. So I'm not saying they deserved it or anything like that, but. There's ways you can prevent it. Sure, or, dude. Never mind. And I, I thought uh, when I, when we were in Mexico, it was always keep that shit out of here because we want the tourism money. There was a certain amount of protection for the tourists to not scare them don't, off. Don't but, they have things set up like within like a kilometer of the of the resort? You got kind of the the security. Oh, in the resorts and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how those things go down. The guys fall off the balconies mysteriously or, or overdoses, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain amount of interest in the government to keep it safe enough that people are going to keep coming. But I said, I was talking to Alina today, right. and I said, what I've read about Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan is that they don't want any baloney because they're just coming up as a tourist country. And they, like, dollars is huge in a country that makes 250 bucks a month. That's the average salary. So you're bringing in dollars and euros. That's, I mean, prime time. But I remember in Thailand, there was kind of like a shift. Where it was like that for a while, and then it was like, well, listen, you might get screwed here and there, but uh, don't worry, just come anyways, and do you remember be the, careful. Remember the French guys? They got stopped on scooters, and the police said, like, okay, you can pay fifty bucks and go to jail, or you can just give me a hundred bucks, <laughs> and you can and you can keep but, going. Yeah. But, it's, <laughs> but, it, but that's that. Was, that's we may have of, heard something similar in Thailand yeah. once upon a time. <laughs> but, that's, but that's kind of what it's like now, right? Like yeah. you know, it's like that. So just. Uh, be ready, accept it, know how much the bribe is or whatever. and Have and your 500 whatever. bot ready and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have that ready every time we crossed the border with my passport that didn't work. 
There were the passports that didn't work. I yeah. vividly remember we almost <laughs> left Nate at the Thailand Cambodia. What was wrong with your passport? Uh, Six months. I went through a couple of rivers in Thailand. No, not at all. What happened? He was hiding it in a pillowcase oh, and the washing machine. The, yeah, that was another one. Staff yeah, but that was the end of a. It. That was the end of a it, long trip. It wouldn't scan, and we were just like we're in the middle of nowhere in Cambodia yeah. on a bus crossing, <laughs> and we were just like, "Well, buddy." Like hate could, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> by the later, time like, by the time I get out, he already managed to secure a big bag of nothing. grass. So, yeah. it, I mean, it wasn't in the middle of too far nowhere. Anyways, yeah, I I hit it because they say you want room service or or we only do room service every third day or something. Like, yeah, no problem. It was in Koh Tao, Koh Phi Phi, mm. and I said no problem. So when I went out, I used to put my camera, my good camera. And my passport, I'd hide them. And that time I put it in the pillowcase. And I came back and they cleaned my room and I went bananas on the guy. And I was, dude, what what happened? Like the, the cleaning lady stole my passport. Right. There's no room service today. Not till two days later. What's going on? And he said, no, no, no. Oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. Mar- let me check. Let me check. And I was energetic. like, no, no, she stole it. I know she stole it. There's no way. She would have changed the pillow. It would have fallen out and she would have... Yeah. And the guy says, well, let's call her and ask her. She's like, never saw it. And I was like, bullshit. Yeah. It was there. Bullshit. Here and it is she's in, like, a, in my industrial dryer. And the, the, manager, the manager's like, well, <laughs> like, what did you do with the laundry? She's like, well, we washed it and it's whatever, drying or whatever. Hmm. Go to get, go to the laundry room, check the laundry. And my passport's soaking wet in the pillowcase, like just crumpled up like a freaking newspaper. Oh, no. And I was like, holy shit. Thank you that you didn't take it and for yeah. not lying. Or maybe she thought it was funny that it would go in the wash. Mm. And I was like, but dude, I, I want to be able to leave the country with this. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 watch this. And he buries it in a bag of rice. And he says, come back in two hours. I was like, what kind of trick is it? I know the rice absorbs the moisture, but I didn't. It came out. It was crispy. Like it wasn't wet and soggy. It right. was crispy. So but it, it looked fake. like, <laughs> But it looked like it had been all crumpled and wrinkled yeah. up. So the next whatever countries it just didn't work and then we went to Russia with Petey that's why I another I still had that you didn't password. get a new one no I still got no if it's still got three years you left on it I don't <laughs> still had a couple of years on it oh that's funny yeah. back to the vacations you say if you're going for a week go somewhere comfortable whatever is that the typical vacation mindset at home because it's kind of something I think I poo-pooed in the past where you know you work your ass off all year Hey, it's cold in the winter. Let's go to Mexico, Thailand, or uh, Jamaica, Cuba, whatever, for a week. And if you forgot to take the laundry out or it rains the first day or whatever and you're all rattled, oh, man. Oh, shit, I got to go back to work in two days. Is is that one week, South Central America somewhere, is that common mentality for most people? Well, I don't think... Caribbean? Yeah, like, I, I think most people will go somewhere familiar. I mean... You're going on vacation, so the goal is to rest and relax and and, and hang out. And so kind of navigating through the struggles of travel of a new place, especially with a family, is something I think most people will be nervous about. Now, that doesn't mean they don't do it. And I think the pandemic, to be honest, not to jump into that early here but uh that's kind of i think people are changing now and there's you know a couple years of being stuck at home your daydreams grow your (laughs) aspirations or your hunger to see new places is is larger than ever so you're wanting to see different things but uh yeah i think most people but i mean in terms of just the one week in your circles or wherever you're traveling meeting people are guys out for two three weeks 
No, no, adventuring, it's or is it? I mean, this is even rare for me. Is it like one week summer here, one cottage, one week winter, somewhere warm? Is that pretty standard still? Yeah, I mean, like usually in in prior years, if Korea is excluded, because this is a big one, right? To come for a month here, sure. But um, usually, I, I we do a, a week, a summer like a summer location in February because we want to get out of uh, minus 20 in Edmonton. Yeah. You can and go in March or April too. It's still six degrees, isn't it? You were showing me the temperature the other day. It was yeah, actually, it was like 12 degrees yesterday oh, and God. pouring rain. But um, no, and so we usually try to go somewhere hot in February. And then usually we go a couple places like, you know, British Columbia in, in the... But that's the thing being from a big country, right? Like you can go... Even you went to Saskatchewan, and the kids would go, holy shit, there's nothing here. I'm Come not so sure about Saskatchewan. But going to the Rockies, but, yeah. but I'm saying you, you <laughs> can go either side, and, and it would be something cool for the kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm I not mean, saying I, for I you, but... I don't think you've been to Saskatchewan too often. I live there. Comment, uh, <laughs> hope we're not losing people here. <laughs> but, uh, but, but that's what that's what I mean, though. It's, it's big enough where you can... Here, you can't do that. But that, that, that also sucks a little bit, too, right? Like, here you guys are, are um, what, what's it? Um, an hour from China, an hour from Japan. Yeah, exactly. And you can get flights from Busan to just about anywhere. Yeah, like, you can go to Asia. Hong Kong. Yeah. You can go. Anyway, and for us, though, we're, we're pretty limited. Like, even, yeah. you know, it's Los Angeles is three hours, but, like, New York is five hours. So, like, if I'm pacing up New York or Mexico, Mexico every single time, oh, right? Course. Like, or even Toronto. Like, I don't really, you know, whoa, let's go to Mexico, Toronto. Right? But hold on, like, though. But yeah, I know. The, what's the draw there? I yeah. kind of look at like that, too, where, you know, you're whatever, six hours, eight hours from Europe if you want to get out somewhere a little bit different. But how about how about Yellowstone? I mean, all over the Rockies, British Columbia. I mean, you, there's all kinds. Yeah, Yellowstone, California, would be like a twenty-hour drive. But yeah, it's. Um, but they're all over. I mean, there's there's beautiful, no, I mean, beautiful we, places. I, I grew up in Edmonton, and as weird as it sounds, it is like three hundred kilometers from the Rocky Mountains. The we I've I've gone up and down. Like you know, my parents were really awesome. We I grew up skiing. We we did a lot of skiing. We went on a lot of summer trips to the mountains. I take the Rockies for granted almost a little bit. Yeah. My kids even now, even though they're super young. They've been so many times. It's, yeah. They don't see that as like a vacation. They see that as more as like a weekend trip. Yeah, leisure. That, you know, so it, it's a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think that kind of thing is more accessible back home. Where here, the weekend trip is like the same six places. I mean, there's a few more, but I mean, at home, if you're driving five hours, you're going six, seven hundred kilometers. Here, you drive five hours, you're going two hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, totally right. So it's kind of those those been here a long time but those are still frustrating when it takes forever to get somewhere people at home have way more vacation though than but i than, think that people do here so maybe right. but uh, i think the summer kind of eats that up right like if you got three four weeks you're doing a couple weeks at a cottage or something in the summer or? i i people do we subscribe i mean we don't have a cottage and that's the like i'd love to have a place um but like the catch twenty two is Edmonton is like like it's twelve degrees right now, yeah, right? So country for it's one month. Uh, June twenty first, and you're going away for the weekend. You're not going to pack up the family and go to the the lake when it's twelve degrees sure. and you're watching Netflix at in, in <laughs> just in a different house. Like, yeah. Who cares, right? Yeah. So for us, it's a lot of like you know people have places in Kelowna, but that's a flight. It's a quick forty five minute, and usually quite frankly, pretty cheap, like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. or less. You know, so it's not it's not hard to get there and back, but. You know, you, I don't know. We, we don't. I don't think we live in the best city for like cottage life or anything. No. Maybe out in Toronto where they got uh, those places, it's it's much nicer. But for us, it's it's not. Great. But even even Luke in Calgary, he says guys will just live kind of cottage life. 
just live in the countryside here. It's kind of like cottage life. There's enough lakes, rivers. The, the work schedule here is crazy and people need to escape and fly somewhere else just to try and clear their mind or forget about something. But at home, I think the day-to-day life is more relaxed or more durable, endurable, sorry. I don't know. I think it's, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. I mean, I don't take this the wrong way, guys. I don't want to insult you early on here, but uh, hearing a lot of talk since I've been back about uh, the stresses of being a teacher, and I was a teacher before, and I remember it, and, and, you know, being an English teacher comes with its challenges, and and like any job, but it's, it's not like a quote-unquote high-pressure job, right? Like, Mm. if you make a mistake tomorrow at work, you know, depending on, like, kind of, like, what kind of mistake. uh, (laughs) It's not going to be exactly, like, uh, you're worried about losing your job or your career is over or anything Mm. like that. It's just like, oh, whoops, a a learning experience. Okay, do-over. And and I kind of, like, listen to you guys talk about, uh, and not just you two, our whole whole, whole community here, talk about the stresses of uh, teachers. And I'm, I'm a little bit like yeah like you know it's a good job and it's great that you guys are passionate about it but it's not as stressful as i like when i lived here and experienced it i thought it was stressful then you go back and you get in the corporate world and there there are some things where you're like hey if i mess up it's gonna all of a sudden be like a potentially but here too when you talk about uh no push the button there you go now now hit the one right next to it yep no, get the little oscillation. No, but the... Have you been complaining and stressing or what? Well, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what I... No, but I think... We've the, been talking about... Well, we went out with your your teacher's name yeah. there the other night from your, your school or... Oh, hold on. I think, I think you... The, the When you say teachers, you're given a blanket statement and maybe you're including some Hogwan, some Hogwan teachers where the they have The fact that it, you're kind of differentiating them yeah. is exactly summing up my point a little bit, right? Like, there's not a huge gap. Like, a Hogwan teacher or an elementary school teacher or a university professor, at the end of the day, if you teach them the grammar wrong it's not like a right but in terms of mistake i think you're talking about in terms of the stress part you lose sleep over 12 weeks vacation vs 10 days is a lot different well i'm like i think al's got three months off yeah exactly 20 20 weeks so i don't know where the no 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 who was saying about stress but the no hold on the day you're talking to the day-to-day yeah i think it depends on where you work and your general um your general approach to teaching. Mark wasn't saying he's stressed, is he? He works three. He works three <laughs> hours a week. He didn't go to the uni for two two semesters. Three hours a week in class. No, but, <laughs> no, but we were up with your guys' uh, Nate's colleagues there the yeah. other last week, and and I correct me if I'm wrong, but you you guys all had like your last day of finals the next, and everyone was like, I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for it to be over. I can't like. Like you know, in the in, in the corporate world, so to speak, like there's there's never like yeah, there's kind of mountains and valleys and busy times and and not busy times, but you're always kind of on that level where every day it's you know you gotta sure you gotta perform sure. and yeah. you gotta be on on your toes a little bit sure. or or else you know who who could you could be replaced sure. or up, or yeah. your progression could be halted or whatever right yeah. whereas I kind of think like in in Korean lifestyle here for foreigners that are teachers. Sure. You definitely have that like more leeway. More leeway, but yeah. also like you're kind of more your own boss in a way. Yeah. So you're you're right. never really like there's no it, it's a lot less it's responsibility. Not, yeah. Do your job, rinse repeat, do your job. Yeah. There's yeah, there's not a lot of 
So when you say, to, to bring it back to the vacation thing, when you say like, oh, I need to check out a little bit and it's, That's it's kind of, too. I, I, yeah, like I kind of feel like sometimes at home you really need to kind of like. When I said that, I was thinking the typical like Samsung or Hyundai worker who goes in and grinds balls for a, for their <laughs> salary. And it doesn't matter if they work 10 hours or 12 hours yeah. a day, they're getting the same, they're getting the same pay. But and then mean, that's the like, oh, when, I got to get out of here. So it's been a while, obviously, since I lived in Korea, but I remember when I was here, uh, you'd, you'd meet those, and I taught a lot of those guys, right? That was my, my gig, that was teaching the business adults. Um, but like, I always felt like they were so stressed about everything, but really, you know, like the 30 year old couldn't get the, the management job until he was 50. Sure. It yeah. didn't really matter. And I always kind of felt, is that still the same structure or is it changing? Very similar. Uh, there are some other, I had, when did I finish SK? Maybe four or five years ago, finished at SK. The newest vice president was like 43. I, I said like, Mr. Kim, isn't it difficult to approach your senior, not senior, elders and tell them what to do because the Confucius culture doesn't really allow for that, especially the company culture. It's just ingrained in these guys. Yeah, I encounter lots of lots of pushback. But I also got this position based on merit. Yeah. And he was in procurement and he got projects off the ground and fired up faster than anybody it's, ever seen. It's and that's why he just kept jumping, jumping, jumping spots because he was so efficient at getting shit done. And I think now there's been a quite a big change. I mean, not that you would notice, but I think the average guy's mentality has changed. And not just that, but the guys pushing carriages now, strollers, holding babies, family walks. Like, I think all of that has changed also part of the corporate structure as well. Oh, big time. Where it's not just, let's go, let's go here, do this, do that. Everybody's kind of softened up a little bit. Yes, some of the old guys are still hardcore at the top, but I think you'll find under 40 is a different mindset now than than before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but most of the bosses are still the old guys, yeah. It'll switch. It's switching slowly to like you said I think another then. another part of here's the startup culture. I mean, these cacao cacao and coupon and these guys were all young. They're all young billionaires. So that throws a wrench in it too where it's not go to SK, go to Samsung and climb the ladder for 30 years. There's all kinds of successful startups here that have kind of you know, inspired other people to do other things instead of just, you know, the, the same four companies. So. I hope it continues. I don't know to draw in some more, uh, some more foreign talent, man, because with the populations dwindling. What is the population up, of Korea right now? About fifty-two oh, million, maybe fifty-three million. But it's the the replacement rate's like 0.8 and it's got to be two point one. Part of that's their their lack of an ability to repatriate people that move abroad, right? Yes and no. There's zero immigration. Yeah, you need two point two fertility rate to keep your sustainable to sustain a population. Two point two, they're point seven two. I think yours is high. They're point seven two or seven three. Huh. Canada's only one point three or one point four. But Canada just did forty million on the immigration. But five hundred five hundred thousand people a year. We got to take care of that in a hurry. So here you got zero immigration, and you have lots of young people moving abroad. I'd have so, thought. I'd have thought today that the the young generation is say teens to early 20s they're just so their parents worked hard they got a nice you know comfortable lifestyle and these kids want that lifestyle without working for it and they know if you know they know they can just coast through and i think they don't want any hard work or any bumps in the road in there they just want to just live but don't you think like my wife and i have this conversation all the time right 
and and so she's she grew up here and and her life is so her upbringing childhood is so distinctly different than her parents like like night and day like literally her parents were destitute poor sure uh, like, uh, you know the joke bark soup and stuff like that whereas we grew up in canada and the reality is like you know from our parents like our dads to our life childhood the only things that really changed were like technology and 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 not you know not generation gaps a lot you know not necessarily a fundamental i mean i mean maybe your family no but you're talking about 25 kids you're talking about who knows how many you're you're, you're comparing a a post-war Generation who who built the the country up from the ashes to so where I'm going yeah. with this is, yeah. is is that right now the generation of kids are it's the very first generation that are growing up in like the same lifestyle format as, as their parents, parents. Yeah. and so that's very you, different. You mean our kids? Our your kids to like no even we even bring them we bring them out to grandmas to see my wife's grandmas with I mean my wife was raised there no washing outside. We're talking about the general population. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. let me. Refer. Yeah, but I think I think that that still was a lot of the. Two thousand two, there was it was empty. Nothing here before the World Cup. It was absolutely it was farmer fields. The whole but, place. Yeah, that's and there's side. there's yeah. still a gap, but, but like, that's when our our wives grew up. You know, like my my dad, my my parents were were younger. Obviously, we've been through that. But my my dad grew up basically from you know his formative years in in middle school, junior high, were like the seventies, right? And and so you know the seventies to the the nineties, which were mine. You know, there wasn't a huge gap. Yeah. Like there was, you know, more infrastructure. Edmonton's population, you know, jumped up. Blah blah blah. But in terms of like what he did as a as a grade sixer, Culture. riding bikes, yeah. buying candy, reading comic books, I did as a yeah. grade sixer. But like our our wives' generation, what they did as a grade sixer to what their their you know parents did as a grade sixer were night and day, sure. like completely different, right? And I think now Korea's at that first generation where they're starting to do the same thing as what their parents did. And so to what your point was, Brian, about like, you know, they, they watch their parents grind so much and they just want to kind of relax. Yeah. I think it's the first time, you know, maybe in Korean's history where a generation can take a breath and go like, hey, I don't, I don't need to do everything. Whereas their parents needed to do that or it wasn't survival. Like, yeah. ask your, 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 like, weak people make tough times. That's the, yeah, that's the old adage. That, that, that's what's coming. There's nobody, there's nobody here that wants to, you know, you know what scares me, put man, their nose is that, to this Ukraine stuff. Yeah. And, but there's no, there's no more working anymore. You just said it with startups. It, it's all, like intuition and ideas and and but it's not just that it's it's the motivation the inspiration the intrinsic motive there it's lacking everywhere and and we have the discussion all the time because Hedon sees them in school and i see them 10 years later and i i'm getting what she had 10 years ago i'm I'm seeing it live and i said listen these guys are coming in empty there's nothing like the guy studying history what is your dream i'm going to be a guide at gyeongbokgum huh a guide at Gyeongbokgum in three years from now? <laughs> Sorry, not going to exist, bud. Mm. Who's who's guiding you? And and I mean, so many of the other than nursing, I mean, and, and the tech guys. I'm, I mean, how many of these guys are going to have jobs? Like, but they have no no clue, no idea. Well, well that, with that, a new wave of technology will come. A new industry will come. Korea's been yeah. proven to be super innovator, adaptable, yeah. right? Yeah. Like their resilience is. Is their key? They'll they'll always come up with something. But they've but, but they've gone. The last fifty years, they've been built on hard work, and a work ethic, 
And, and I'm not saying always hard work. Yeah, some of it's redundant or sitting in the office waiting for the manager to go home, putting your time. But these kids don't know hard work or work ethic. I think every... Lack the motivation listen, inspiration. Every single generation since like 1800, since people have been writing, they've been writing about the shitty young youth that doesn't do anything. You, 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 you can yeah, call that. But if you ask our parents, you know, do you think we held our own growing up? I think my dad would say absolutely. Most of the kids, I mean, just training for hockey alone. Being passionate about something other than this. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, having, you know, I, I want to do something. I want to be good at something. I mean, it was all music. But like, that, that How many bands in high school? I think like every third guy was in a band. It could be a, a cultural thing, too, with uh, how they raise them from a young age, make all the decisions for them. And these kids could be, you know, they, the parents have made decisions their whole life, telling them what to do this, do that. And whereas maybe our generation had more freedom to go out fucking make a make a mistake do do some bad shit learn but I, and I, I do this all the time too but yeah. i'm comparing to kids back home now like when i go home in winnipeg london toronto hamilton a lot of driveways have hockey nets the last five times i've been home i never seen anyone playing hockey on them lots have basketball nets never seen a kid outside shooting a basketball mm. like are they just decorations now or what like we used to play every day yeah. Well, now they're busy, like, no joke, they're in summer camps, and, and, no, but like hockey, hockey's, I thought hockey was intense when we were kids, Nate, it's, it's gone overboard now, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah. like, but, because they don't have time to go out on the driveway and, and shoot balls at the net, or shoot hoops, or, or, um, whatever, because they're in another camp, they're in another Or they have a VIP garage, and, uh, yeah, well, that's VIP garage that's like a shooting center, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I've seen, yeah, I've, maybe I've seen one in a guy's basement where they had that yeah. plastic skate, yeah. Wood it's oh, like the they, plastic they, guys. You can it's extreme all now. Yes, that's insane. But to, to what you were saying, though, Nate, when you held up your phone there and said, um, like, about the kids are into this now, we we are a little bit, I think, sometimes dinosaurs in that. Like, we look at it, and, and believe me, I limit my kids' screen time, and, and to the point where our teacher came up and said, like, hey, you know, they need to know how to use the tablet a little bit more. Mm. They're underdeveloped amongst their peers when we go to the smart board, but. That is the wave of the future, being able to code, being able to understand that world is something that we can't teach them. They're going to have to learn on their own. Sure, but what, and, I think and, the question is, what age do you, right. do you start doing that from? We look at it like an evil, and I'm just suggesting it's I don't. I don't look at it like an I don't think he does either. He got a Nintendo to play the games once in a while with the kids, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my, kids, my kids do <laughs> their French study on their, on their tabs, but they don't have a phone. And if you look at Gates, who... Uh, Steve Jobs. No, all, it's, it's all what the, you're using it for, man. It's not if you're zoning out on. But on all Instagram the Silicon Valley guys that go to the Waldorf schools, there's no tech till high school, and these are the guys who come worry, up. Man. But it's okay. it's creativity. It fosters the creativity of their their brains. So yeah, they're behind compared to their peers. I don't want my daughters like their peers. I almost hit their peers on the way home from school every day, walking in the middle of the road with their phones on and their things in in grade two. Mm. Well, wasn't there some Elon Musk? Not that he's a superhero by any stretch or whatever. You love but, him. Uh, there wasn't there some famous interview with him where he was kind of attributing his success to his mother because all the other moms were saying go outside and play go outside and play and he, read and he was just sitting at home playing video games yeah. and and he was like the video games made me do this and that's where i'm going with this exceptions like, to the rule like, always let me ask you this you guys are in korea right and we're what what is it now like 2023 of, of of people go to university like, yeah, maybe even what, higher. What, oh, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Right? Yeah. Like most we, in the world. We have this conversation all the time. Like 
you know, we have the RESP, you know, for their education funds and we're putting into it. And oh, my blah. God. But Dude, take on, it out. Honestly, I, I'm not really <laughs> convinced that post-secondary matters anymore, Doesn't, right? Like, not at all. It's, it's almost a moot point a bit, right? Somebody asked me the so, other day, just come back from my run and I ran into the old director of the kindergarten. I said, I said, what about school? I said, not even thinking about school. Grade six, great. Foundation, basic stuff, mm -hmm. fundamentals, but... We're middle gonna, school, high school, uni? Shit. We're homeschooling for middle school, high school. Just write, do well, enough to write well, the yeah, test. Uh, no no homeschoolers ever become unibombers or anything. Yeah. Do, uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but uh, awesome. hold on. No, no, I think, I think our job as parents is to... Make them uh, as weird as possible. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give them the, here's how you download a Tor browser, son. Okay. No, the... Um, I think it's it's important no, you that send them to public school in Canada for that. No, yeah. we gotta we gotta help a nice social life and get them involved in this group and that group. And they, I mean, they got friends in the in the apartment and whatnot. But I think I would be focusing more on the social aspect, more so than the academic thing. Because here, man, I I teach lots of middle school kids, and it's just it's a fucking grind it's a for, for no reason. And and homeschool doesn't have to be sit at home teaching with dad all the time. I mean. I, I take my Uzbek Kazakh trip as a homeschooling trip. I mean, that's... Oh, we pulled our kids out of school a month early to get right. here. Much to the chagrin of like a... I mean, I, I really like my daughter's teacher and everything, but she's like a 22-year-old first-year teacher trying to tell us like in grade one, she's going to be missing the last month of school and we're putting her at a detriment to her education. Meanwhile, she's coming to create her... Korean has gone through the roof. Yeah. In, in, but that's, so this is, like already, a, this is right? like a practicum. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's like doing a practicum, exactly. which I think... Would be useful for a lot of kids you, in elementary and middle school. Listen, the the time they had at Jeffy's there the other day, going shoving their hand into into between rocks and pulling out newts <laughs> and shit and, and petting frogs and, and doing whatnot, dude. That's and hold on, that's and the best speaking French, thing. Korean, and English, and, and seeing being with other multicultural kids. I mean, all of that is huge. Yeah. Way more than anything. What a couple math pages? Come on, no. And that's the, what I talk about with Julia's. You know what? What curriculum should we follow? And we've been talking about this for years. And she always says, "Hey, wow, they got to learn Korean history. Like, you got to learn Canadian history." And then you look at just us as an example. She learned Korean. I learned Canadian. It doesn't matter. It I doesn't learned Korean when I got here. It doesn't matter what you learn, as long as you're learning something and you're and you can apply. Are you here, man? It's just like uh, we say the, like, the feeling, the filling of a bucket. And I think it should be like the lighting of a fire. Like you got to get that kid passionate about reading or doing something. It's not just like, here's some knowledge. And that's what they do here. It's fucking, you go to school, then you go to Hogwan, and it's just like, just fill in the bucket. Not like Nate's bucket, but the, <laughs> the no, he's got a, he's got a, a saying, fill the bucket. I like, know he's got cup. one cup. He's got <laughs> one cup. <laughs> <laughs> I so on the same. I still haven't seen that. On on the same. <laughs> it's on my thing, bucket list. The uh, <laughs> there was a podcast recently, and and Buddy was explaining that if you give me ten grade six kids and let me teach them for two years, let me teach them computer tech for two years, end of two years, guaranteed, all ten of them are making six figures. Now, do they like that? Is that what they want to do? Is that not necessarily? But how many guys love their jobs? How many are doing what they want to do? You could be in grade eight, you could be in grade 10, grade 12, and, and making enough money to live whatever life you want. So what, 
I appreciate some of the value and some of the stuff you you learn in through going through university, but it's completely changed now. Oh, I and love high school is the same. I, I thought it was the greatest time, and I barely actually went to any classes. And yeah. I, it's more it's more social. And, 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 and in all seriousness, it afforded me the ability to come to Korea and yeah. and and get a job, and then you know, I, I never thought of myself as a traveler. And now you're a hot shot on a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah with, <laughs> with a couple of aunts and uncles listening. Um, but it's uh, but, no, but back. To the homeschooling though don't you like aren't you worried that if you homeschool them that will more ice like your kids are already um minorities minorities yeah. here, right and won't that more alienate them from their peers and and put them at a disadvantage when they do have to enter the workforce and they do have to enter not even the workforce the adulthood that they're gonna be a little bit behind so okay so i mean if they're staying at home all day but i plan i mean they're gonna be working right. In 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 a but in a work gonna, How do you interact them with their their peers? Like so the jo- basketball, swimming, yeah. and, cadets, and, that. and all again, of that stuff. Yeah. They they have friends already. Like, yeah. When I hear homeschooling, I hear religious wacko. Like like that, there is that's there is the only sure. people that homeschool is religious wackos because they want to indoctrinate their kids. I just, but I hold on, all, all the actors' kids are all no no, no. are all homeschooled. There's lot lo- tons and tons of there, people there is there is that aspect. So all the Scientologist kids, are, some of yeah. them, yeah, for sure. So just yeah, but the, there is that if they want to if they want to put their own you know they they want to put their ideals and morals or whatever into their kid. But mine's not more about that. Mine's not subjecting them to a. To a, a fucking like he said, the, the zombie factory where it just go in. That's the thing. Like, would, you, would you argue that that's, like, that's a long? But would you time. argue that that's better? Like, there's no way in hell that that could possibly be better, dude. Finish school nine ten o'clock at night. But like, okay, when and, we, and if you want, if you want to feel good about yourself and have uh, have a decent grade, not be the the dick of the class. You got to go to Hogwarts and study After. until until midnight. That's insane. You know what though? It's it's really no different. Like sometimes I think it, it like it is insane, but I think that's changing now. Like, look, when we all first arrived in yeah. Korea, Saturday was a school day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It isn't anymore, yeah. right? And and when even when we were all you know teaching here, mm. and and it was like. Hog one after hog one after hog one till ten o'clock at night. Right. My understanding now is it's kind of more shifted to just like English lessons and, and what was Marky saying math. Math, yeah. Like it's not as much as there is. Like hold on, there there is a six shift. hours of of hog ones. Depends what what group you're talking about. I mean, the young kids are piano, violin, taekwondo, soccer, but math, I, English. The older kids are still science, math, English, Korean. Test prep one, test prep two, test and prep it, three, and it depends too on government but we policy. We do that in yeah. Canada, like like Nate, you and I are no different. Like the hockey that we had to do was ridiculous. The but the, hold on, the amount of but it's different if you're eating lamion in the Seven Eleven for dinner every night, and and on your phone every two minutes free time you get, and and getting bussed around like a like a factory worker. I mean, I loved every minute of playing hockey. Either you didn't love your dad making you run behind the car on the way home because you had a bad game. You didn't love your your teammates hazing you. You didn't, and, and and no offense, but it mattered nothing, right? You you ended up not going anywhere with hockey, yeah. and you didn't make a dime off of hockey. But but that's At not. I think the that's the wrong model. Makes them. I think that's the wrong approach in their adulthood. I think everything everything I have in my life is probably attributed to hockey. Everything. I got to travel all over Canada and the States. I learned all my math, freaking doing conversions with miles and kilometers, American dollars, Canadian dollars. I learned way more doing that than I did reading a math book at school. I got to travel all over Canada, all over the States. 
I think it's still more still team. still buddies now, and mm. the resilience, the teamwork, the dedication, the gratitude, the being able to handle losing, the joy of winning. You don't get that in a freaking hot one. No, but I think you don't you get could, any of that. You could. Right? You like, might get a job at the end. You might, and there's a good chance you might not because the whole country's doing it. I guess I'm just suggesting that, like in Canada, we live in a little bit of a glass house where we say in in Korea here and in other Asian cultures too, they put too much of an emphasis on education and they create, and we said it, zombies, right? Like the kids are a little bit like zombies, but then we, we don't look in the mirror about what we're doing towards sports and, and it's so hectic now and it's so intensive that... These kids are becoming like they're, they're going to burn out. There's no way they'll sustain that and love it. You're, but the, you and I are probably. I fully agree with that. Uh, 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 the minority, like, look at Pete. Pete, our good friend, he he quit hockey for whatever six, seven years because he just burnt out. And then yeah. he came back and he started playing like shinny, and he was like, "Oh, this is fun. I like it again." Yeah. I'm, I'm but we have buddies. we have that here in sports as well. Like the guys who play hockey here, the guys who play elite soccer, they don't study. Yeah. The guys that head on school go play soccer like four or five hours a day. We were at the Whale Museum yesterday, and Niles into baseball right now. And there was a baseball practice for middle school kids. And I'm like, they were doing push-ups, yeah. chants, running laps. And I'm like, Have you, has any Every of these day. coaches watched baseball? Yeah. Like, there's never that much activity yeah. in a baseball. And it was the most, like, rigorous practice you've ever seen. Yeah. And so... so- so that, that's good. what I that's like, what I mean. They were really good. Like but, here, yeah. it's A to Z. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's piano, two weeks in, what are they going to say? Are you ready for the recital? Mm. No, my kid doesn't need a recital. Oh yeah, yeah, everyone's doing it. Well, I just want her to learn music to learn music to, yeah. to develop. But that's that we've talked about that before too. That everything here has parents sign their kids up because there's an end goal. You got to do this. You got to do that. And nothing's just. Well, I think for lots enjoying. of parents don't though, and they're and they're just sucked into it. The neighbor's doing it. The neighbor's doing it. Everyone's doing the contest, so we'll do the contest. Mm. The hockey, Back to the hockey one. I played hockey. Could you ever imagine playing hockey in Korea? No. When we first came, we played street hockey. I think, I think that's a more valuable experience than the guys we know that have played semi-pro and whatever else for two years and just fizzled out. I agree. I, I played in Singapore. I played in Philippines. And Japan. I, I never could have dreamed of doing playing hockey and all these. And those guys never will because and as corny as it is playing hockey in Korea and then teaching other Koreans to play hockey and yeah. seeing their passion yeah. for it. You know, it makes you feel like you're giving something back. And, and you, you We'll know, go out next week it, right? for a yeah. beverage with the boys. And those guys are my family. They came to my wedding. They came to my kids' first year birthdays. They came. And now, now, what? that was 2008. Whatever, whatever. 16 years later, and that, or 15 years later, and I'm going to their kids' weddings now. Yeah. The guys we played with. Now I'm. We were just punks when we joined them, man. Now I'm going to their kids' weddings, their kids' graduations. Those are my family here, man. And and I think that's and that's what hockey gave me. And I think that's extremely valuable. I don't think that's the right way at home. Whatever, all those academies and all that. Shit. It's crazy. But that's that's the parents, man. That's insane. But well, Korea's changing. Like, and not to make this like a pro-Korea topic. Well, Korea's AJ's changing and and going the opposite way, where hogwans are less important and school's not a. Uh, mm. a Saturday event and, and stuff. I, I feel like Canada's going the opposite way mm. where it's like like we're, we're, we're needing to put them in hockey. We're needing to put them in specialized piano lessons. Mm. We're needing, oh, because why? Because there's a competitive market for it and now you got to kind of try to be the upper echelon or it's not worth doing where before it used to just be fun and games, right? Okay, so like, how much how much is like, I wrote down here for whatever, how much is like a house league? Like just to play hockey. Play like five hundred bucks. 
If you for, want to play house league for, for your registration fees, practice one, practice once a week, play yeah, two, once a week, two ice slots a week, six hundred bucks. But good luck finding that for eight months or something. So six months, like from September yeah, to March, September to March, yeah, October maybe, yeah. And and but you can't find that trip. Even house. Then why'd you tell me that? I just asked you what it's like. No, that's the, don't tell that, me something that doesn't exist. That's tell the me core something thing. That does. But there's no team out there, even in house league, that only does their one practice, one game a week. Every team does uh, okay, but that's extra what, ice time and a okay. Okay, so how much? Here, how much is the there. basic the basic pack hobby package for hockey? About a grand a year, I'd say. For how old? Until grade for an five, grade six. Yeah, for an eight year old. Oh, I don't know. Up I, until. I haven't got there yet. I think it gets more every year, but yeah. A thousand a year. That's not including equipment. And, 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 and above all of the money side of it, it's the time investment for parents, right? right? Like, right. like now parents are expected to get off work early, get their kid to practice at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like some people and the way. Why don't they set- build more rinks? That's a good question. You could never fill them. Why don't they just build more rinks? Because the reality is the vast majority of rinks in Canada are public, and public are always tied to an elector. elector sure, but that's why aren't there more elector. private rinks? I mean, it looks like a huge market, especially now. Well, that's what these academies are private, right? I mean, Because you're looking at building a rink that's, a, you know, you need whatever size of land, and, and you could do that if you're a developer, and it'd be good for the community, and you make a little scratch, but or you could put up a condo. <laughs> Make and make way more in. money, so that's yeah. why it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. but you then even then even tax dollars. But it's not just hockey though; it's like everything. Like it's yeah. piano lessons, it's it's soccer, it's violin, like every okay. But thing. hold on. So my sister's kids are doing violin, and th- this is an example of the parenting we're talking about, which I think lacks all over the world in the developed world. Good parenting is hard to find. We went to Canada. Gina's played violin for a year and a half or whatever, and she just picked up my her cousin's violin and was playing circles around him. And I was like, you guys have been doing this for like a year, a year and a half, two years, and you're five years old. Like, how, how come you're not good at this? Is that just the Asian DNA or what is it? And they started, they said, mom, we want to do it for real. They started taking lessons twice a week, and now they're busking. Every weekend, they're busking in the summer at the like outdoor kind of coffee shop, cafe place. I mean, 150 bucks. Well, what's the manager Nate taking to that cut? No, but but this is what I mean. Like, if you have active parents who seek out these opportunities, those are all learning experiences. They just won 2,500 bucks for their pooper scoop business. Youth entrepreneurs of Oak Bank. They go and scoop dog shit after the spring melt. They made thousands of dollars. Now they got their the fourth and fifth kid are joining in with the first three. And now they just applied for this contest. They made their YouTube video. They had to get likes or whatever and subscribe and send, send it out to people and then go and make a presentation in front of a panel. And they won grade six, grade five, or grade five, grade four, grade two, grade one, and kindergarten. They just won 3,500 bucks. And I think that's all parenting. Sure. Isn't it? I get mean, yeah, but, and, and hold on. When so pay not, for the violin lessons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I make it up on the weekend. You know, I have a theory, and this might be unpopular, which I'm never afraid to say. But um, I, I, a lot of parents I find back home are, are enthralled with trying to get their kids into a million different activities, right? Like, like, like Monday is Taekwondo, Tuesday is it's so piano, scheduled. Wednesday, and it's one, and it's divide and conquer. And and sometimes I feel <laughs> like those parents truly, genuinely believe they're doing the best thing for their kids. 
but they're doing it because they don't know how to like play with their kids. They yeah. don't know how to like interact with their kids. Yeah. And that's something I think that's going to be missing. And, and, and that's where I say like, you know, Korea is kind of going towards the hangout with the family model where Canada's going away from it a little bit is yeah. like, the ebb and flow. Yeah. you know, we, you, we see parents, Juju and I were the same too. We had, we had a stretch last summer where it was like divide and conquer. We didn't eat dinner together until Saturday. Yeah. Monday, I was with one kid and it was like Taekwondo art class and and the other was swimming, blah, 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 hockey, blah, blah, power skating, blah, and it never stopped. And on Saturday, we'd have a meal together. And it was yeah. like, oh, okay, this is Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. And we just finally said, like, this is this is nuts. Like, Less we're not more. even together. We're not yeah. doing anything I think some together. of that's good some of the time or, or for certain stretches of time. But it can't be the the... The base level all the time, and there is, is a keeping up with the Joneses element to it. Like, oh, you didn't put your child in art class. One beautiful, like, you thing. know, stuff like that. Right? What beautiful so, thing about living here? We can kind of live outside of the system. Exactly, and you don't have that's to, totally that's, true, that's, right? Yeah. See, that's it, it's like. a huge, and the, it gives the wives too. It's less pressure on them, where you can just be like, oh, tell them I said I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, it's, how about it's, how about tell us the kids' school schedule? Like, Lewis grade one. Lewis grade one, Niles grade three. So well, eight, what, now, what's yeah. the start and finish time? Eight thirty to eight forty-five is first bell and uh, three twenty. Three twenty. Same. So when to school. same as what? Uh, when I went to school, uh-huh. same yeah, same. Yeah. No. So do you know what our guys do here? No idea. Like both of them, Gina and Lena both. Lena finishes at twelve twenty or twelve thirty, and Gina finishes at one. And then from from then until we're ready to pick up or whatever at four o'clock. They got their after-school stuff. Gina does robots, computers, drones, flute, Chinese, and she can sign. There's like forty of them. We just say, which, which ones do you want? We're gonna pick two, and you can pick three is that or four. Through the school, or yeah. is it like after okay, school? Program. Twenty-five, twenty bucks a month. So, like first blush, it seems like kind of like bizarre that they'd be done at like one p.m. <laughs> so if you don't like, because we both work, our kids have to go in a lottery to get the after-school care. So they go to like a pool after school. They, they go to this class and this is like their homeroom for the afternoon. So then they go to computer class and then she comes back here. They have like board game or uh, K-pop or something in her after school daycare kind of class. And then she'll go to whatever flute and come back, have a snack. And then she'll go to another one, come back. Or sometimes she just stays in here and plays with these kids. But uh, there's all kinds of after school classes for the kids that are extremely affordable and i just love that like 3d pen and and art and so many things that otherwise they wouldn't get a chance to do that we don't have time to bring them to all those kind of places they're exposed to to lots of things and that's i mean the why i love elementary here we talk about it all the time it's a great elementary but it's a hard it's a hard left at uh middle school at middle school extremely hard well but it's getting it's that's changed too middle school one is kind of a joke no, they're back to tests. They're, they're they are back to tests yeah, now? absolutely. From next year, they're, they're going back okay, to... Because uh, they took the tests out and it was kind of like, just and, hang out. And also, I think <laughs> one good thing still is that you have an option to to drop out of middle school one for one semester and kind of find your goal or look for a path or, or get some uh, <laughs> get something or get interested in something or, or go down. like you can just go busking? <laughs> Sabbatical? What, what the yeah. Oh, no, I think, you, I think <laughs> you have to submit... I would imagine you'd have to submit a plan that gets approved... Or or regulated by by the school, but now you, you legally can take one semester off to, to do whatever. So so if we like you guys could do it, right? Does Tone come home at one one thirty? 
Uh, I think his latest class, he's a year older. Oh, yeah. Technically. Yeah. So, um, and it gets a little heavier. They have maybe two. Maybe he's off at two. And then they do piano after, so they're home. Oh, no. No, it might be 130. Yeah, I think he comes home late at 2.30. So that, that's the thing. Like, if you don't send them, like, if I wasn't working, I could have my kids home at 1 o'clock every day. Mm. I'd be deadly. I mean, you get tired of them, but. I was like, yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do. Let's be real. But but on days when I finish How at. How am I going to go golfing if they're home? <laughs> on days when I finish at 3, I can get them right at 3 if they don't have one of their things. <laughs> but the other kids with with moms that don't work, they can't go to this after school care in the school. They can't go to this. So all of Gina and Lena's friends all go to English Hagwon from one till three, all of them, and Lena's buddies, and then from three to four Taekwondo or piano or something else. But all of them go to English Hagwon from one to three, and they don't go to that, so they get to stay at school and do all those fun ones. One one glowing sorry, cut you off. One glowing um, person who quit high school is uh, a local girl who owns a, a donut shop with her mom. She just said, fuck this, I'm done. Wrote the, what is it called, like a GED or whatever. She she passed the high school In test. In grade 11. Got her diploma. A year early. Yeah. yeah. And then opened a donut shop with her mom. They just opened a second location. Dude, crushing. Doing uh, doing great. And so they have a third location. She's in Lotte Department Store now. Yeah. But look she's at, got from donuts to sandwiches to coffees and special drinks. That's family money, right? Let, no. Let's be real. You can't open up any shop unless you have money. Her first shop was next to Jeffy's place in a rundown building, probably the cheapest rent in yeah. that part of town. And and it just started going wild on social media. And she's, I mean, yeah, she could be a lucky case. But, I mean, what? I don't know. Her what mom education? didn't even know what she was doing, though. That was all her, man. Her yeah. mom was just there, like, to sign the papers or whatever because she, she learned how to cook on YouTube. She wanted to go to the CIA in America, Colorado Institute of America, and now doesn't need to go because she's become kind of famous here for her recipes. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're all unique donuts that you wouldn't find anywhere else. They're well, completely, at, completely unique. But, you know, if you compare her after however many years of, of running that and her the kids peers. that are that are her peers that are the same age who have gone through the traditional school route and have a four-year degree, who's learned more? She's learned about managing a business, managing her money, you know, just, I mean, you might want to call them like soft skills that just existing in the world and in problem solving and getting yeah. over, you know, oh, oh here's a, here's but an how obstacle. About, how can how I get over now it? She's at the department store with like Ajamas and university kids working for her and she's yeah. like 19 or 20. Yeah. And she's the, she's the boss, man. Do this, go here. Come on, how come you? She's running the show, man. I I take an example here when I talk to the moms. I'm like, you know, what's the dream for the kids or whatever? Like, what first it shouldn't matter, but they all have these goals or dreams for the kids. Anything, anything, anything. Okay, taxi driver? No, no, no. Why not? Finish high school. You give them a, a loan for a, for a car, and this guy they make most of them make three to four thousand dollars a month. The taxi drivers that work full time. You take that vs four years of uni. I mean, you got a rental property, two rental properties, and your own business. Your buddies are coming out with an arts degree. I think the catch, the other side of that, though, is that the person that goes towards an education has a more long-term viewpoint of money, whereas someone who's grinding away working 12, 14 hours a day to make that three grand a month probably doesn't have any time to go purview investments and try to find out how to do it. So... You know, and, and then like to back to not to. But again, that's entrepreneurs 
Entrepreneurship. I mean, if you want, you can. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. I mean, if you were focused, you what could. What do you think about the donut girl? I mean, I, like, yeah, that's an amazing story, and there's lots of success stories like yeah. that. Those seem to be one-offs. I'm not suggesting that anybody... I think dropping out of school, you're more likely to be in trouble than you are not in trouble, right? You probably should stay in school. You still think university? Uh, what? You still think university? Uh, no, I don't think university necessarily, but I think it... De- I think if a kid's, this is my personal take, if, if a, a kid's getting out of high school and they're undecided in life, you, go to university. Sure, sure, And sure. part of it is why I was kind of like, you know, a little eyebrow raised with your homeschooling thing there, is like, I, I think there's a lot of value in going and seeing what your peers think and, and seeing where their headspace is at and learning from those experiences. And like, really, like, you learned a lot when you were... No matter where you are, 18 yeah. to 22, you learn a lot, yeah. right? You're in life. So I do think university is great. But in terms of actually, like if, if, a, if an individual's ambitious and has a, a goal in mind, yeah. Like the, like I look at my own university career path and I like I didn't take anything yeah. from it. Like If you're focused I, and you know what you I, want. I, I was more focused on getting a girl than I was sure. ever yeah. getting an A in a class, yeah. right? But I was also 18 and didn't give a shit. But then I look back on it and I kind of regret not taking those classes seriously. Like, 100%. it'd be great to go now. Like, if I won, if I won the lottery, that's why I, I would dude, go to university. That's why I love my be, master's. My yeah, master's was be fun awesome because I was like, yeah. this is a breeze. I signed up for it. I chose what I wanted to do. And I did it. And it was enjoyable and yeah, hard, but easy because I'm not going, what am I doing here? I mean, his was the same, challenging, but enjoyable. I did mine through the pandemic and it was, dude, it, I overcame a recurring nightmare that I wake, I'm in uni and I wake up and I'm like, oh no, I'm not ready for my test. Man, that, that, I swear <laughs> to God, I, I had yeah. that, I've had that same dream a thousand times after the masters, it's totally, totally gone, man. Oh, so when we were traveling it. in Southeast Asia for over many years, I kind of, well, because my parents taught me, I'm going to take a year off between high school I, and uni. For the record, I'll jump in. A lot of the things I saw in Southeast Asia, your parents did not teach you. No, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to take a year off between high school and uni, just to figure out, you know, work, whatever. No, no, no. You'll never go back. You'll never go back to school. You got to go straight in. We went to Southeast Asia, and I mean, everyone's got a backpack or something that's similar to backpack, except. The 20,000 British girls who have these huge wheeling carriers on the beach going, oh, AJ, can you carry this for me? Or whoever their their high school opa was. Can you carry the? Why would you think your carrier with wheels was going to work on the beach, honey? Um, they learned a lot too. But now I would think I would encourage my kids to go for that gap year. And, and that's that was standard. I mean, everywhere a, we met was just gap year, gap year, gap year. But Brits. they do that here. The girls do that. The guys go to military. Like, you're, my, my wife went to... Which is another conversation, yeah. My wife went to Australia. She went to Canada. Just, like, in between... Yeah, so did my wife. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's like, not I common. Think that's that wasn't common. Part of the reason why we ended up with those girls, too. Yeah, right? Like yeah, That's not part of the reason. They were more but, accepting to... But hold on. Now, open to now with uni kids, they're going on every summer vacation. Winter vacation is let's go to Boracay, let's go to the Philippines. Summer vacation, let's go to China, Japan, Turkey, wherever. But I just say, I used to think that that, maybe I thought it wasn't a good idea because that's what my parents taught me not to take that break. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't go. If I started traveling after high school, I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd keep, I'd be, I'd still be busking in Thailand on the beach. I'd still be there. I was part of the double cohort 
year. Do you know? Well, we didn't have to do OACs. OACs, yeah. Yeah, What's we did. OAC? We did grade Ontario thirteen. Academic credit. Grade thirteen. We, we oh, my, I was the first. Finished in twelve. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we had just smarter, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. We don't need a. <laughs> but I went. Year. I went after twelve. But I had some friends who went back. They call it the victory lap. And they went back to high school for another year to play football and, and hang out. But I think hey, if I had done to that, play overage. sports yeah. as an overage. Wow! No, everybody no. did OECs. I was. I did. Yours yeah. was last year. They, I think they were phasing it out the year after mine. But our parents taught us when you're in grade eleven, you take your OEC credits, so you graduate after grade twelve. It was not. I don't even know what that thing what OECs was for, but. It was kind of bridging a gap, I guess, between uni, uni and, and thing. Like which, which back, you know what, probably would have been better. Yeah, I was at eight, 17 years eight, old in my first year of university yeah. with a fake ID, sneaking yeah. oh, yeah. the bars. And, sure. Yeah, like yeah. it was... Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Dude, I got stuck in an elevator today. Did I tell you that? I went in on the basement floor, and where you typed the number, it was flashing. It said, fire. Don't enter in the... The glass door was open, so man. I swear to God. The, so the, you hit door closed. No, no, no. No, the big the big metal doors were closed. And uh, the elevator guys and the Kyungbi... Uh, what do you call it? The security guards came up. They opened the door like, hey, don't worry about it. Just something on the 16th floor. And I'm like, I'm not getting in this elevator. Don't worry. Come on. Just go. It's The air con is smoking. Dude, went up to the 16th floor. I'm going to the 25th. They get off. I just peek my head out like everything's cool. Don't smell smoke. But the alarm's going, wah, 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 or whatever. Get back in. Door closes. Elevator doesn't move. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to die in the elevator. <clears throat> and I had the feeling like I shouldn't have got in here. <laughs> open, open, open. Nothing's opening. <clears throat> it opens a little bit. And then closes right away. I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me! I'm gonna be roasted in this in this oven, dude." It opened a little more. I just keep, opened it manually and just ran up the stairs. Terrifying. I thought I was dead. I thought I was a dead duck, man. I was like, "I got a podcast with AJ tonight, not today." <laughs> ran out like a superhero with my kid. I don't know why you got in an elevator when the fire was going <laughs> off in the building. They told me it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, lesson one on one of don't take the sure, elevator. I know, I know. Now, these guys, they had, like, a special key yeah. or whatever, and they said they had checked it out. But it was still that moment of, like, did I really just get in an elevator and just trust these dummies? Yeah. You know, Are am we I going to take the safety latch off the door to use the washroom? Or just sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take, take a leak. You're good. Set. You're good. You're good. That, uh... I don't, uh... Man, I don't know. Should I be more worried about homeschooling? I think it's fine, dude. As long as you get the but that's the thing. The everything. kids into the There's social a spectrum. Everything has it. It is it. Yeah, it depends how you do it. I love and it's the It's all the same. It's all parenting. It's yeah. all up to parenting. Yeah. If you're involved, I don't think there's ever a problem. If you're not, and if the, if there is, it's a mistake. You learn from it and don't do it again. Hmm. If you're not involved, not involved in a not involved parent with regular school is way worse than an involved parent without school. Yeah. Easy. Easy. I wonder too the I guess it depends maybe on your even on your definition of of success or what you what you deem to be a a, a valuable life or, or or a life worth living you know because you I mean you can go to uni and go burn out in a uh, working 16 hours a day overtime in a sure. in whatever job and in hate it but I don't know you could find uh, you could make maybe half the salary and enjoy enjoy uh you know working at a cafe when you got 50 hobbies on the side you're not i got these med, i got these med school guys mm. do you know med school students have to do three years in the army really yeah why and they get paid by Boshi Manamon. i don't know 
I because they're enough. that was fine. They're the most valuable resource. Like, yeah, that's, that's why. Now we're never getting out. <laughs> that's why I should have. Gone. Anyways, the yeah. doctors, the pre-med guys that I have, they're pissed that they have to do three years in the army more than the other guys, and they get treated worse and paid less. Say, so your doctors. There's a shortage of doctors right now. Why don't they push you right out into the system? So between three years of military than, residency, everything else. Back ocean months, probably three times. Because the other guys just make one more year until they go to the states. Then. But it's not. None of these guys want. They, none of them want to go to this. They don't want to go to Seoul. Anyways, yeah. back on. Okay, change of direction here. I wanted to ask you about Corona a little bit. What What were some I like of the lasting? Better. What's that? I like Modella better. What What were some of the lasting? Sixteen sixty fours. Lasting effects, or, or repercussions, or or what What's the lasting situation now? How did it after change? Corona. How did it change? How did it change before and after? Kids, adults, perspectives. I mean, in general, not just you. Just, is there been any noticeable changes? More fights. Are people friendlier? Everybody dies on every hill now. Everybody was. Everything is the most polarized. Everybody was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be friendly to everybody. This is really hard, and I'm gonna be so grateful once this is over." Post 9/11, too. No, not at all. Post 9/11, I find it's a, a polarizing subject. And, and now more than ever, I, I'm sure it's like this here now. We used to just be like, you know, we're, none of us are American, but you're Republican, I'm Democrat. We'd argue, and then we'd cheers and hang out. Now it's like, fuck you, I want to kill your family. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so, we're living in a world now where you have to die on every hill. And I think that comes from this pandemic a little bit, in my opinion, and because... It made people choose sides and be passionate about a side because no one knew and and everyone's trying to convince everyone else of, of the way of life. Yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's, I mean, I I have my personal opinions that are are different than most. I'm also from Alberta, where you know it's, it's pandemic a little, didn't a little exist less for... serious. I want to get on a bus and put on a mask next to somebody else, yeah. but uh, you know, no. It, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, we talked about this, but it was, I think, easier here to, I mean, first to, to put masks on because everyone, I mean, a lot of masks people wore them. Masks existed here, though. Like, yeah. the yellow dust would come in and people sure. used to put a mask on. Yeah. It was like, yeah. that was good sense. Too. Yeah, and it, it didn't, was... and I, I think in the early days, it felt like if you wore a mask, it was like, because we saw the lockdowns at home that didn't exist here. And I felt like, yeah, if I just do my part. You know what? I'm gonna just gonna keep cruising through my regular life yeah. with a mask, and that that you, seemed like the like the thing to when do. When you guys were here, were you doing that and, and like masks and vaccination? Because that came a little bit later. But were you doing it to do your part, or were you doing it to protect yourself? Do my part. Well, I mean, for the first three months, I was like, "This is fucking stupid. I'm not wearing a mask." And I had a couple of neighbors like, "I should probably put one on." I was like, "No." I'll be all right. And then I ended up putting one on. And I think it's, I don't know, with the information we had. We were, in, we, that, we were in a different position because it went wild here at the beginning for like a week or whatever. And then it was like, it was, there was some anxiety, but it was, it was chill compared to the West. The West went absolutely bonkers. Well, and we didn't, and we didn't, we didn't start getting vaccines until like eight months after you guys did. So we got to test out like what, we got to watch and see what it was like, and the kids never had to get vaccines. Mm. Your kids didn't get vaccinated? No. Your kids did? Oh, yeah, we had to travel to Mexico. Right? Our kids didn't get vaccinated. No, fuck no. Yeah. No, it never, it never came to that. Hmm. It never came to that. Weird. So, 
That's what I mean. Like it, it was. We got to watch what was going on in the West and the craziness, and like, okay, but but they're crazy. So that's why we're not crazy because we're not like that. Those people are too opinionated. No, but you know, they it, can't get on the same I, page. At home too, the 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 regulations were. It seemed uh, because there's no a, consistency. We had a perspective from the outside looking in, right. and it was. Uh, you can go to school today, can't go to school tomorrow. Here, things were more regular, and it felt like if you wear your mask, you're doing your part, and eventually someone's going to figure something out, and whatever, and you're going to... In the end, we ended up wearing masks for like probably a year longer, eight months longer. Yeah. And still, you'll still see some of them. We got temperature checked on the way in. I was like... What are we gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. But, but hold on, okay. But hold on, more cowbell. But hold on, this is how Korea got on top of it in the first place, Did and it? they didn't at home. Oh, but well, sure, Daegu had it. But the over, the over, uh, the, the argument. I mean, hold on. We did a lot of tracing and shit too, like where you'd sign in before you go yeah. in. Oh, we they, can't do that. Oh, dude. In, in the early days, you can listen to old episodes of uh, Philip Brett. When he said if his phone didn't move for ten minutes, they'd call him and be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And they know <laughs> if your GPS, if it go, if you go like three hundred meters away from your apartment, they tag you. And but they know that anyways. All that's all that. That's but hold on, hold on. The fact they're looking at it was. But hold yeah. on, but I think the they're old, not. It's automatic. I think looking back now, that seems crazy because it, Corona wasn't really a big thing for our demographic but uh, nobody other. but nobody knew that's the whole thing nobody yeah. knew well, it's easy to look back so now saying, yeah. now they're testing right do they test you on the way in major inconvenience no, probably not we didn't have to test we just did a temperature I mean, check temperature yeah. check major inconvenience but they did that before probably not You've always what, what was the point of the test no, if they have a they've day when checked. a plane comes in and dude, they they yeah, check temperatures. A, a, I flew during the pandemic. Maybe well, hold on, you just be. walk through and it shows your temperature, doesn't it? No, we got side because I think everybody with kids did actually getting off the plane got pulled in like okay. just to the little curtain. What do you hold on? They did that during H one N one that deji influenza there. Yeah. They had SARS. They had SARS went down. Thing. All I'm saying is yeah. being more prepared is better than being less prepared. As we watched through the last one, and I, I think whatever the next one is will be the same thing again because I don't think they're fully prepared at home again I don't know what they've learned I don't and, think I, they can and I think it's, it's so divided still so. where these guys are going to say do this these do this in Korea they just say let's do this and everyone says okay contact tracing right like in Canada and America especially um you can't do contact tracing because that's an infringement on privacy. Huge. Dude, they would and send... And here it's like they didn't ask if they, anybody Dude, they wanted would, to do it or well, not it's just they would done. send like uh, male, twenty-four years, like in the early, early days, you'd get a list. You'd like male, fifty-six years old, <laughs> lives in this apart or lives near this area, traveled to this cafe, this Nore place, bang. this place, this place. Two and in the morning, Samsung double pull, Norebang, <laughs> and you're like, hey, that guy lives in my apartment, doesn't he? <laughs> so I went to Van- Vancouver Island. I'll say March of 2021. So right before the vaccine came in, and. Um, at that time travel was restricted to essential only and I thought it was essential that I went golfing with some friends and so we we went and I got the phone call from the contact tracer 14 days after I landed saying the guy behind me in the seat had COVID yeah what was the point of that waste of resource and yeah. everything? Useless. Like, like even at the time, I was like, okay, I'm fine. I've been yeah. fine for two weeks. I'm. Yeah. They were like, you got to go get tested. I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Right? Did, like, did you? Did you get COVID? I've had COVID three times that I know of. I mean, I'm from Alberta, so I mean, tests are. 
yeah. long gone thing. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. But uh, well, do, and, do you have any? Uh, no, 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 no. It's it a cold. Yeah. Did you have? I mean, did you have any? Uh, recommendations from work for vaccinations and stuff, or no? Just Any keep protocol. Yeah, we we had. Well, we're, they weren't officially allowed to make people get the vaccination, but it was a headache because um, I'm Alberta, like I'm in management, right? So it was. I had three. The only three people in Western Canada that were anti-vaxxers were on my team, and we made them work from home for three months longer than the rest of them um we weren't they weren't invited to any meetings they couldn't come to the christmas party um looking back on it it was quite ridiculous in my opinion that we alienated these people i mean i always equate it to this and 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 i say this knowing that people died of covid and it's serious and and my sister has had a you know long covid and stuff too so I understand that there are when, it does affect people. When Taves got long COVID, that was when I was like, I don't want to miss two uh, years. Two years of long. I COVID. don't want to miss. You know, if a vaccine can can help me avoid that, I'm I want it. That was my. That, it was Jonathan Taves that scared the shit out of me, man. Mine was. Early. I've had malaria. I had. I, I want to tell a malaria story about Nate and a, and a whole bunch of other ones. I said. This vaccination can't do nothing, or and and Corona's probably not going to do too much. But so you I got the, vac- the malaria shot. I got vaccinated. We there is no malaria shot. You could get the shot that makes it when you get malaria, it's not as severe. But it's six bucks. He's like, ah, I've, had, uh, I've had it five <laughs> times. And then we had malaria in Cambodia, and we were, we had a day planned. We had hired Johnny the taxi driver. Anchor what? Four a.m. And we or were so. going around, and he was just puking under the backseat of the taxi. <laughs> and we were like, "Can we leave you at home?" He's like, "No, I paid for this tour. I'm doing it." You're talking about my brain. <laughs> I'm telling you, those guys told me when you get it a second time, you'll know it. We were in that taxi going to sunrise at Anchor Wat, and I just said, boys, I got, I was going to say corona, I got malaria. And they're like, how do you know? Like, I know. Yeah. And then it was, Bleh. and I was like, <laughs> and Johnny's like, should we bring you to the back? And I was like, no, no. Do you know someone who can get us some mefloquine or larium? And he's like, well, it's five in the morning. There's no shops. Or and he called his uncle's brother's cousin's grandpa or whatever and got me the pills. I took the pills and the that was it. Black pills. We went, we went for a full day, man. You stayed in the car. We, we went for a full for day. A bunch of that. Did you puke on the side of the taxi? Oh, it's a yeah. tuk-tuk. Uh, it was a right taxi. We, Johnny borrowed his, his brother's taxi. It was a taxi because we were doing the. We did the killing fields and we did the maybe shots. So we called your hotel and we did some yeah <laughs> some other stuff that day. So, anyways, I, I had no yeah. fear of the vaccine or the. Corona. I, I don't. I had no fear of the vaccine. I got triple. Did you guys do the extra jab too? Yeah, I did two and a booster. Yeah, two so and we, one booster. Right when we got the booster, it never did come to fruition, but it was looking like you would have to do the booster to travel, and that was the time we had to get our kids vaccinated to travel. So we we we, we did that. Were you worried? I was. I, I was wasn't worried at all. I remember thinking about the kids and just going, "Fuck, I'll I'll hold out on this until it's gone." Yeah. I, Do you know? I watched the but the the Pfizer guy on the Lex Friedman podcast, and he I again he's fucking he's the head of Pfizer, and he he answered everything. But when it came to the kids, he was like, bah, 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 and I was like, eh, that's that kind of kind of worrisome. Yeah, but we were kind of co- like, no joke. We had a trip booked 
to Mexico and then the vaccine came out for the kids. And then three months later, they were like, kids can't over five unless you're vaccinated, you can't travel. So mm. we had to do it. Yeah, we, we had to do it. But I always looked at this. I never gave a shit if you got the flu shot or you got the flu shot. And, and then if you got the flu around me, I'd be like, oh, well, that sucks. Thanks for coming out tonight, Brian. Like, yeah. I'm glad you sneezed all over the, <laughs> you know, the, the shared dish we're having sure, here. Fucking chicken but like, fingers. It was just, though, I, I don't think COVID was. Um, I mean, I know it was severe and people lost their lives, but never before have we amplified so much the effects of one disease. Like, sure. we've never looked at it with such scrutiny. Sure. And the carnage that came from it, in my opinion. Like, yeah, but that's easy to say. Suicide. But that's like, easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? But what, what do you what do you want? Like like people are gonna die or they're not gonna die, right? Like it's. Um, but it's a new age word. But information where do you, spreads like wildfire. I remember okay, dude, if you lost if you lost your parents and your sister, you'd be you'd be tooting a different horn right now. I don't think so. Probably, but yeah, no, I don't think so. No, but you got to look at if you're looking back, you have to look at the guys at the lost stats. their whole bloody families. Christmas dinner and they end up losing like freaking twelve people. The amount of people like that was one off. Like like it's like a car accident, right? Like we yeah. we could we could make the roads way safer. Yeah. We could take every seventy year old off the road listen, and we would l- save like listen 10, to Elon Musk over like nine percent yeah? of the population. But like we don't I don't know about that number, but you know what I'm Chill saying? Like, Tesla. Yeah. We could we could take a lot of people off the road and we don't, but car accidents kill. Uh, man, a hundred. I mean, I work for a tobacco company. They could outlaw tobacco tomorrow to save lives, but they don't. Mm, yeah, 100%. and so you should have freedom to do whatever. The, the debate, the debate will always be there, hundred percent. But but at the same time, do you want Johnny? You say freedom to do whatever they want. Okay, but with with limitations. Okay, you don't want to get it. That's fine. But you you don't go out and. Spread it wherever you want. Just so because you're you you're asking if if you have a if you have a social responsibility or a civic sure responsibility to even when you have a cold, you shouldn't go to school or at least here they put a mask on. I think that's one great byproduct of the pandemic. Not like there was a great like something yeah. great happened, but is that there used to be this adage that like you know suck it up and go out to work, and now it's like. Hey, if you're sniffling like crazy, like I even on our beer league hockey team, right? Like guys used to show up just like gross and you're bending you down great skates and, and they did it like, just like, like Nate's right. You yeah. would feel great because you sweat it out. Yeah, but now awesome. guys know don't show up because I'm going to get 10 other guys in the room sick. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And that's not I'll a big deal. Home, and that's but it's good. That, it's that your kids get sick and you got to stay home from work to take care of your kids. And it's just this whole domino effect. So it's nice that people are having like a second guessing of like, hey, I, I'm sick. I should stay home. Instead of that, like, I'm sick. I should grind it out mentality. Mm. Right? There's a couple so. of guys that have been sick for a few years though in Alberta, haven't they? Or is that Ontario? Which guy? They've been with sick the for three years. Talking about the Leafs. I haven't gone back to work. Talking about the Leafs. The Leafs? No, I'm <laughs> talking about the guys. We could get the it. Guy, <laughs> the guys who don't go back to get a job. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's, there, I mean, that's, that's that, that was always going to happen, though, right? So, I don't know. I, I find, did you guys find here, I found back home, when the pandemic was going, you'd get together with people, no matter if you saw them last week or you saw them last year, you'd have that obligatory... 30-minute conversation about COVID. And it got so exhausting to, like, constantly talk talk about it. It was it was a big ended. thing here, but I think at home was much... It, it consu- Again, we, we can look in and... It was when so I called, integrated into your lives. Yeah. Where here it was, like, 
We didn't. St- I didn't stop hockey. We didn't. We didn't. I stopped hockey for one month. Everything. The kids. Everything was just. Yeah. No, we were. My my thing. My gym stayed open. It wasn't everything invasive. Was there was no. Uh, I mean, it it put limitations on us, but it didn't invade your life and take over. But your there life. was. I mean, obviously, you talked about it, and we had. Pod, the our social life kind of came down to to hanging out here for yeah. a year and a half, and it was uh, yeah definitely limited. But I don't know, man. I'm glad it's over. And I there was one point in the <laughs> paparazzi. The um, there was one point in the middle. You guys probably had it too, where you're like, "Fuck, is this ever gonna end? Is this ever gonna I, end?" Because they they here they said like, "Oh, you know, it's gonna be a year, and you know, wow, the, was, it'll it, probably it come hasn't off. ended, right? Like, like oh, it's, it's done. still going. No, 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 no. Co- WHO are still getting COVID at a rapid rate. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right. Just so I'm saying w, WHO yeah. has, has said it's not uh, not 100%. that bad. But yeah, now it's just turned into the flu. Oh shit, I hate it this way. I don't know if it turned into the flu or it was always the flu. No, it turned, it turned into the same. <laughs> but I, I find it when I asked you, Brian, earlier about yeah. whether you were doing all these precautions to do your part or to protect yourself. And you said to do your part. Yeah. To me, that's like a bit of a telling kind of um, sentiment. Right. And I think a lot of people would say what you said. Like yeah. I was doing it, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll admit at the beginning of the lockdown, I was like full on like washing groceries. Dude, this guy stuff. Oh, like it was. We it weren't was doing that. This guy like, called me was, on vacation. I was in fucking Boracay. He's like, bro, it's fucking it's going to shut down the world. I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm on vacation. Stop breaking my balls. I don't want to read about this shit. And then re- reading on the. Yeah, we got stuck in it. Oh no no yeah, almost man well they turned a plane from Wuhan around in Boracay and like get the fuck out of here <laughs> and we went to the I've never it was crazy man it was like the apocalypse we went into uh, the Kalibo airport and it's a thousand Koreans all with masks and like sitting by themselves in the corner my family's like unmasked was like oh fuck are we gonna die here what's going on but no we uh, made it out no problem but the other thing I was gonna say was part of, part of mine was if we're going to see mother-in-law Hedan goes to a school with 1,200 kids. Gina goes to a school with 1,000 kids. I go to a university with thousands of kids. If I'm going to go see mother-in-law and, and give her corona and she dies, am I okay with that? I, I wasn't worried about me, but... Did she invite you over? Or are you just looking for a bowl <laughs> it's a- Supper here. <laughs> no, but that was another no joke. That's it was another thing. Rub, right? It was like another thing, right? Like yeah. leave these old people to just fend for themselves for three years. That that's what kills people, right? The loneliness, the no connection. If it was, no if it affected, I mean, it affected the older generation. If it affected kids, do you think? Do you think people who questioned the vaccine would have had a different take? Hundred percent. And would have, absolutely, you know, regard yeah. That's a, that's a, a thought I've had too. If it was, or if, if it, it was, was killing kids. us, or if it was killing us, sure. But I think in the beginning we thought it was killing. We thought it was killing us. Oh, it seemed like if you got it, it was. I I got it before the vaccine. I got it like like April twenty twenty. Yeah, like pretty early. Oh, we got it. Oh, and, we got it really early. Uh, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna and then. Do you start? Do you start? Do you start questioning? Your daily routines and your life and stuff? Oh, yeah. Big time, right? You're like, oh. I, I mean, I was. I was like, Just like the shit. time you came I went and Vegas. had a beer. It was April, so it was just starting to get nice. It was like 20, 12 degrees, 14 degrees. Went and had a beer in a buddy's backyard. Four of us met. And we, we no joke, 
spread out. I don't think I got it from that event. I think yeah. it was the grocery store or something yeah. in, in hindsight. But like I, I got it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to kill my children. I'm going to kill my wife. Like, what do I do? Where do I stay? My parents were like, come stay at our house. Don't let the kids get it. And I was like, well, maybe, but then like, I probably shouldn't go to my mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, and, and then back to the dog. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter. So, yeah. but it, I, I think it's good to, to approach with, caution especially if you don't know and i think that's that was generally the the um, the the approach to it man that people the on the fence i don't know you want to you want to err on the side of caution right and okay the- off corona yeah i got a couple of ones i asked you about phones i think or your wife about phones and i kind of got the impression from the answers that most kids don't have them grade three one two three and i'd say that gene and lena will tell you they're the only kids in their cl- in their schools without f- phones Regard, grade one to six um, what is the what is the situation there on screens and and what what role does it play I mean here it's it's integrated into every minute of their life outside of school I think for most kids yeah yeah I mean it's not I, there's kids this tall walking home from school and I'm like I go pick up the kids they're sitting outside on the steps just nonstop what is it like what age does it start and a follow-up on those getting into like the opioids and other stuff. When does that start? Oh, that's a big leap. Yeah. When does that start? No, but but grade three or yeah, going into grade four. I mean, when does that stuff start I'm becoming sure discussion? They have a cell phone in grade three. They're going to be hooked on coke by grade four. Right. Yeah. No. it's just. Uh, it's, I think that's been proven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were wearing the they were wearing thongs in grade seven. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say grade five. Thongs, <laughs> thongs in grade seven when I went to school. So surely it's probably a little what bit. What school did you go to? A little bit younger, younger than nah. that. Let's back this up. How did you know that? <laughs> Because the low-cut jeans, every time they bend over, it was like advertising, right? I mean, that, that was part of the game, I think. T-barging Thunder hockey. Bay hits a little different. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, uh, so, so all these things are, hey. Thunder Bay, T-ball to T-bar. <laughs> all these things are creeping up slowly. I'm, I'm glad Tony's a year older and, and Haley's a year older. And I'm glad there's a few other people I can consult on some of these things. And my kids aren't going first. I mean, I don't, I don't know about older kids. It, it does seem like, I would say in, uh, my son's in grade three, so I would say probably only a handful of kids actually have a phone in grade three. And like I was saying, it, it tends to be a circumstance thing like divorced parents where they, sure. or, or something, you know, grandma's picking them up all the time. So it's just a um, practical, practicality rationale behind it. But, um, I, I don't know when they – they definitely – you see phones and tablets and screen time being huge. But I, I, I'm a little – Are they outlawed in schools? Or yeah, they can't have them in the school. Like in Korea, don't they put them in the thing? They have to keep them in their backpack or whatever. Mm. But hold on. But uh, tablets aren't outlawed in the school. Like it's part of the curriculum too, right? Oh, they have to use tablets, yeah. yeah. Like for like – for you know science projects right. or whatever they're, mm. they're they're always and that's where actually this year we had our grade three teacher at parent teacher interview some you know sidebar on the covid <laughs> she wears two masks and safety goggles for the entire year including when we had to do the zoom parent teacher interviews <laughs> when she was in her own kitchen 
you know, not really sure why that was going oh down. But um, but she you think she her brother of, was on the bus today. She um, <laughs> <laughs> she brought up to us that like he he's not that savvy on the tablet. Like you know he's getting lapped. Like other kids know how to go to settings and go fix something and adjust the screen. But we didn't have right any of that shit growing up. And you can okay. you'll you'll and you catch on pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The learning curve is very steep. So we actually thought we overarched a little bit on like the restrictions of it and, and yeah. guaranteed you didn't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. 100%. I mean, always, always open to, 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 you know, figure it out. But, um, I wouldn't say that screens are, I, I don't know, Nate, like, like I kind of look at it a little bit. I don't know how you guys were, but I remember being in like grade three, grade four and like racing home to play like Mario Brothers. Like yeah, it sure. was the, the be all end all. Yeah. And I don't really see the kids racing home to do the phones as that much different. Where it is different is that we had to be planted in front of the TV and you had to ask dad if you could turn off the golf so you could play. And there was a hierarchy in whether you were allowed to do it or not. Whereas now they're just pulling out of their pocket and and there's not that regulation that maybe there was. There was no algorithms and no... No flicking through nonstop, and that's. I mean, in in terms of games, like I said about the Sega Genesis, I think you learn a lot from the games. There's we, lots to learn from games, but it, those games are easier to turn off. Like when you die playing Shinobi, you know, or uh, or Golden Axe or something. Like you could beat the game in 30, 40 minutes, and it's like, well, I don't know if I want to do it again. You know, whereas now you respawn instantly, or you, can't you need this YouTube. power up. You need, you know, the, this this thing is flashing, and it's. I think it's harder to turn the games off. The games are better; they're more gripping. But personally, I'm more afraid of the influencer culture than I am yeah. of of actual games or screen time. Yeah. I, I find it bizarro that people that have really no talent and and don't do it. He's anything. taking shots at our podcast. And some, <laughs> I thought he was, I thought I, he was I, taking shots I, at Liver King. I, I, yeah, you guys are great influencers. <laughs> I, I was saw you on the airport on the way in. I was like, oh, I know those guys. But um, it was, uh, yeah, no, I'm more worried about that and and them following, becoming followers of, of kind of fake things like that. Sure. Um, than I am about them playing games too much or... I mean, the reality is, like, I was watching my son today on his tablet, like, you know, it was after lunch or whatever, and we're doing the dishes, and it's a tiny apartment, and there's a million of us at the sister-in-law's right now. Mm. And uh, I was like, yeah, go on the... And and all he wants to do is play, like, a math game. I'm like, you know, the Sudoku. And I was just like... Sweet. (laughs) I don't really see... Like, if it was on a pen and paper, we would never judge it. But because the medium is a screen, it's like... I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I almost think he should do more of that, right? I got got no problem with that stuff. And that's that's where they... Hey, it's convenient. Bring it on the plane. It's easy. No problem. But, yeah, it's once you start getting into videos and YouTubes and... and But perhaps the best... On social media. Perhaps the best education for the kids in terms of tablet is what you're doing. You can't be the hypocrite parent that's having a dart and like, don't smoke, Jimmy. It's it's bad for you. I Obviously, mean, the kid's going to go. Yeah. You can always smoke. but I mean. <laughs> No, but the... I, I think your your phone habits, habits will rub yeah. off on your on your kids, man. And if you're jamming away on it and telling them not to, it's just a matter of time before they before they do it, right? It's, it's, it's with everything. So you just send them to art taekwondo piano and then you can jam away without him <laughs> exactly right but that's why i like having him at home because it keeps me busy i gotta be busy 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 to keep him going but 
yeah, and I do think though, like what you're on on your phone, even as an I, I, I disagree a little bit with what you just said, Brian. Mm. I, I kind of sometimes think we have to be on our phones more. Like for me, for work, I'm on a screen all the time, right? Like I, it's either my laptop or it's my phone, or then uh, it's ringing, and I got like. I, I work from home, so my kids get home from school and they see me with earpod AirPods in, and I'm answering the phone, and I'm. But I'm also. But doing they know that that's well. that's attached to your work. It's not just. Yeah, but maybe they don't, right? Uh, like, like you know, it, I, I, but it, it's how yeah. it goes, right? Like they have to see sure. it, so yeah. it's you know where it. But I'm also not the dad that's showing up at 8 p.m. at night because I'm working 12 hours a day. They're coming home at 3:30. And I'm there to say, hey, how was school? Let's go. Okay, I got like another hour to do, guys. I'm, sure. you know, yeah. I'm going to wander the backyard. I got to make a couple phone calls, like, yeah. you know, kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. And, and I think they get more dad time out of that than they do maybe if I had. Well, I used to have an office, so for sure they do, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there are days where I'd be like, oh, man, if I'm not going to leave by 5, I'm going to get in rush hour. I'll stay till 6.30. Yeah. I'll just eat leftovers when I get home, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's, it's easier that sure. way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So what about getting into the more serious ones? Do they have any older? No, they don't have older cousins? Yes, no, sister. No older. Oh, we have one. My cousin has a kid, so he's a McNally, I guess. But uh, she's one year older. What about getting into the more serious stuff? How, when do kids start smoking weed? Sex, smoking, drugs. Weed's a funny one, right? Because we grew up with weed. <laughs> um, illegal. Illegal. I, I do think that marijuana is better for children. I should say children. Children? Wow. <laughs> marijuana is better milk. than alcohol, in my opinion. If you're going to abuse one versus the other, I think it'd be better to be abusive okay. towards cannabis than abusive towards alcohol. Sure. So, you know, I, I don't know, though. I, I agree with Cross that. Cross that bridge. I will admit this, though. I have a boy and a girl. You have a boy and a girl. You have two girls. And, and that's kind of, uh, you know, a, a little, um, yeah. that's a bit of fate for Nate. <laughs> but um, um, I, I will judge uh, abuse on drugs and alcohol differently for my son than I will for my daughter, I think. Yeah. Because, like, my son's likely to get himself, you know, beat up. Right. And maybe I'm archaic in that thought process, but the consequences for a female are much more significant and life altering. Sure. And, and so we'll be much more strict about that. I'm not even going to deny it. There are yeah. no differences well, between the If you teach your son properly, my daughters won't have to worry about anything. It's not. What, what happened to your parents? Raised a great young man. Shots fired. Oh, we can find a few uh, testimonials that might say differently. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> testimonials. <laughs> but uh, I've been around. <laughs> but I do. I, I do. I do agree to. Uh, I think the abuse of obviously you don't want them abusing anything, but cannabis would be my lesser of the two evils. Yeah, like but yeah. now, but where are you getting the cannabis from? Now they say the, the store. If if but they're too young to buy it at the store. Yeah, you're Which too is young. Better than when it was illegal and the dealer didn't ID. But now, yeah, but but it's still lots of street products. No, there's not. barely any anymore. Really? Yeah. It's been outpriced. Well, There's well, nothing in it for these you were, dealers. You were just saying you bought an ounce for, what, 80 bucks? 86 bucks. Holy shit. Right, yeah. That's incredible. 
So to put it in perspective, yeah. I, you know, in the year 1999, from a dealer on. that wasn't IDing me when I was, yeah. because I was reading, I was listening to that one in the States. I think I put it on my Facebook. Maybe you're not having this area. No. I've got a couple later. Is that a Stephen Urkel? The, the no fun podcast. The, uh, <laughs> that now the opioids are turning up in all kinds of stuff from marijuana. Opioids, to, you weren't, I've never heard of opioids showing up in marijuana. Uh, the podcast is on my Facebook there. The guy from Texas, the head police chief from Texas. He said, this is the problem. Now the kids think marijuana is fine. I'm just going to have some marijuana. And then they go, holy shit, that, that was marijuana plus. But, and now they want to get the marijuana plus. But oh, uh, but you could say the same. You might be able to say the same thing after prohibition with with alcohol, right? Well, alcohol is fine. I'm going to smoke what, weed. What is the greatest gateway drug known to humans? Alcohol. Yeah, hundred hmm. percent. And so I had never tried any drug until I got drunk. Zero. And I almost <laughs> would wager everybody sitting at this table is exactly the same. Yeah. That you didn't try. So when you're kind of going to say, like, marijuana makes you want to eat food and watch movies and go, whoa. It doesn't make you want to go do rails with your buddies at the club. No, no, that's like, not. Like, it's that's not the danger. Alcohol that, does. That's, yeah. not what I mean. that's not what I'm saying. That's not the danger of that one that I'm saying. Or, or the perceived danger in America now with these guys who are. The opioid, opioid thing is going bonkers, is it not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying for elementary or middle school kids, but it's outrageous. It was 20 years ago. It was, yeah, the, it was fucking the fentanyl horrible. crisis is yeah. real. Yeah. And it's, it, but that is what I'm saying, though, Nate. Like, all of the fentanyl comes from opioids, which is all illegal drugs, which uh-huh. is all not regulated, which means that, yeah. you know, it, I think it's better. Like, we, we used to talk about this. Like, it was ridiculous to think that Korea would one day legalize cannabis. We were saying around at Jeff's house the other day, like you said, Brian, 2030, years yeah. you're bad. Like, I, I Medical marijuana is here right now. Yeah. It's not going to be long until they see the cash cow it is. They see they're going to turn that Hyundai car plant into a marijuana factory, man. Well, they're still pumping out cars, though, like crazy, aren't they? Wait till the wait till the forest fires hit that place. I'll just be standing in Samsung Dunk taking fucking... <gasps> taking, taking but I don't think it'll change the culture like lungs. we once thought it was. Because like, you have this alcohol vision where, you know, I, I, I still think Korea is one of the biggest drinker cultures in the world. Right? Dude, Jinro is the... Man. One of the top sellers. Yeah. It, like, it, it is changing. I think it's changing. And those will be the right. corporations that are most opposed to the legalization of cannabis. I think that's right? what happened in the States too, right? But they're not like like in Mexico, it's not getting legalized because the cartel is like yeah, you're no saying chance that, yeah, that yeah. we're going to let this happen because you're taking away a revenue stream, right? Sure. Whereas here, there's just a new revenue stream. There's yep. not going to be... And they could sell it for a ridiculous amount and make it an elitist culture and... It could be something that you, you know, I go think to you the should, cafe like Amsterdam or how, something. How I explain it to my students, is like, like you guys will go to uh, the traditional Chinese medicine, what is that, Hanyak, Hanyak, Korean medicine? Chinese, the, T, medicine. The, yeah, the TCM. And then they'll make a concoction of fucking deer antler and whatever. Turtle shells. Turtle shells. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and they're, they're cool with that kind of plant medicine. But if you talk about weed, they're like, whoa, they're so, it's so like, it's terrible. It's really, really bad. And that's kind of what, that's the education that they've got. But 
I man, what's how's it gonna hurt you to have a little drop of oil on a Saturday while you're watching a movie? But to bring you know? it back to yeah. the kids, though, you don't, you never want your kids abusing anything. I, I I look at it like I I work in the tobacco industry, and I you know when we were kids, it was cool. Like you know, if a, a cute girl was telling you in junior high and grade eight to go have a smoke up on the hill, you did it. Yeah. Now they're all vaping like crazy. Like I, I kind of feel like there's always going to be something there. Sure. So like if we can kind of try to, I don't know, not regulate, but at least make sure that they're aware of what they're doing is better. Yeah. Where if it's 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 from the government and it's tested and it's sold in the legal market, it's better. Yeah. Than if it's the fentanyl thing is it is real and very scary. Like yeah. you're you're seeing overdoses of people that like don't abuse drugs they recreationally do them and well they're saying too they're, the, they're dying because of fentanyl they're seeing right? people too like uh, the again it's a selective story but the one girl who just needed something what do you call them roosters kind of maybe like a caffeine pill yeah something like that uppers she bought a pill and it, she fucking she hit the mat. It was the first time she's ever yeah. done something. She brought it on Snapchat and boom, and you're in your out, right? That that scares the shit out of me. Any chemical is always really scared, scared me, man. Whether it's ecstasy or any of that stuff, I never, I never touch it. But bring on the green, uh, vapes. Nicotine vapes are huge, and you're seeing an influx of kids doing it. Like like I my was, buddy's a junior high teacher, and he's like. It's out of control. Does it? Yeah. Is it in elementary? I'm sure it is, but I mean, I don't see it outside my yeah. kid's school or anything like that. But I mean, like I said, my kids are grade three and one, so we're not we're not there yet. I was going to ask you here. You were downtown a couple times. Notice any differences or no? In downtown, yeah, from the cleaner, dirtier, smoking, no smoking, tattoos. There's way less people smoking, yeah, and way more really? tattoos. Actually, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I have of this trip being back is is just the complete like korea is so aesthetically like they're putting value on it like when we used when i was lived here 12 years ago there were not roads down the with flower pots on either side of the road oh, right? yeah, yeah. like there was not a fountain by you know by marky's place there's that fountain now and sure it's like yeah. it's like they've put like a huge emphasis on aesthetic value a beauty and it's 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 really impressive and the Even, money invested in it's awesome right have you seen or at mcdonald's there that that um what do you call it? that little stream that runs down the Tewa River? That was just like people just threw their garbage in there. Now it's a it beautiful was a thing. Complete fill yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. It was. And that's that takes you now straight down to Tewa River. Yeah, it's all paved. They have uh, the cherry blossom festivals and stuff down there. It's really yeah. it's, it's so it, nice yeah. actually. Like the whole. I'm, I'm not joking. All is this an Ulsan thing? Because Ulsan's richer be. than the rest of it them, right? Might right. Be, yeah. Like a little more money going into it here. A little more. A little more funds available, I think, for the the regeneration of the city. But they they keep doing different neighborhoods, different parts, and it's it's changed it more than any place I've ever seen in Canada ever change. We're even laughing at the at the road work on the way up here today. Like I was here on yeah. Sunday, nothing. They've they've clawed that whole road oh, down, yeah. and it'll be paved by the time we yeah. leave here. <laughs> but I was just wondering regarding projects. Yeah. <laughs> I was running regarding smoking. Like I, I don't go on a lot now, but man, the amount of girls. Remember when we used to go to Japan? Lots of girls smoked. Yeah. And, and here there Why wasn't. Why did we pay attention to that? <laughs> here, here there wasn't. Here there wasn't many, but now it's everywhere, man. When if you remember yeah. your night in Samsung, they're like, "There's girls vaping and spitting and 
just Luger and all over. But there. I think there's less. Like you're asking a guy like like I left. Korea the guys 12. are less, hundred percent. Well, I left Korea twelve years ago, and and that was when you could still smoke inside. Mm. So like, and there from, were still free cigarettes in the army. Yeah, and, and and everybody smoked, and then you would go to the bathroom, and there'd be like all the people smoking because they couldn't smoke with their seniors, and you're like. It's a hot box out there in the restaurant. Yeah. Do we really need the hot box in the bathroom too? Yeah. Like girls. So I'd say older yeah, older men and young guys is is down a ton. I would say. Yeah. But the amount of girls is I'd say it's probably skyrocketed. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember girls going to the bathroom to to have sure. uh, to have a dart, and I was like, "What are you What are you doing? Oh, I can't smoke in public. Oh, it's kind of." Strange. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. But there were no tattoos either. You said they had oh, tattoos, yeah, yeah. and now I'm seeing like like there was that one chicken wabar with face the... and head tattoos and stuff. Man, like it's wild now. When I got lost and I had to go into the CU Mart to yeah. try to figure out how to get because my I don't have a phone. Yeah. Um, and the guy had uh, a tattoo all the full sleeve, mm. and he didn't have his ID with him, and he's trying to buy a pack of smokes. And he was like, look, I have a tattoo. They won't give me a tattoo. I don't know if he said that. I, I can't translate. Yeah. But, like, he was pointing at his tattoo. And she sold him a pack of smokes based uh, off the tattoo. tattoo. Sweet. And I was just kind of like. They're still legal I here. Think, I don't think I could ever see someone. The tatties are still illegal, but they're ever, my students, man. Oh, my God. I have some classes I have where, like, half the students have a tattoo. They're illegal? Technically. It's still technically illegal, yeah. Technically. How? And they got some amazing. But you need here. to be you need to be a doctor to 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 put ink into someone's body. So I mean, uh, there's uh, a business you should get your kids in. A tattoo. Tattoo artist. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's lots, man. There's lots, and there's lots of shops and shop fronts and stuff. Um, there's some pretty wild guys on yeah. Instagram that yeah, full on. They didn't didn't we talk to somebody who was doing it, and they said you just pay the fine. They come, you pay the fine. Okay, close shop for a day. Back open tomorrow. Just like with the smoking thing. thing. I remember yeah. when the smoking, I was back the on fine. vacation. It was yeah. Mr. Lim at the Wabar there. Yeah. He would just like he had a worker. pay the $500 fine and put a sign up that said, you can smoke here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody would come and smoke. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> but uh, he had the the girl with that big yeah. uh, spiderweb tattoo on her, on her yeah. arm too. That was the... But yeah, times. now it's... Man, the... And it's agile, like older women... And all the, like, lots of young tattoos. But lots of women, like 35, 40, missed out on the fun time of their youth or whatever and little rebellious. But sneaky ones, like here and here and here. and But tons, tons of women with them. I don't see any men, right? Like, you don't see any businessmen with tattoos. I see quite a few men, actually, yeah. It's, it's like strange businessmen, like corporate guys? Yeah. Uh, it's strange you say that. Well, I don't know if they're corporate. I don't know if they're uh, wearing nice clothes. I was having a class in Starbucks the other day in the... The, we were commenting on all the guys walking in with like full sleeves and I was like holy shit is this like the it's like a tattoo meeting um, they're delivery they, guys no no they're, they're like uni kids going in just to, okay. to hang out with their buddies oh, the uni kids are they're everywhere yeah. I, there was a guy studying in the cafe or the lounge the other day and I was on the floor above and I looked down and he's got a big like tattoo across the back of his neck and I was like that's bold man for a 20 year old yeah. one thing so we're out at the beach there in Dongu um I'm curious what you guys take is when we used to when I used to live here we'd go to the beach and and you'd have like uh, your mother-in-law holding an umbrella over you scared that you were going to tan now it seems like people are out there legitimately tanning like 
What's the thought process on well, darker still, skin now? They st- or is it still white as best, or oh. is it like is it changing? It seems like it's changing to me. Some of the young people may be a little bit more open minded. Case by case, but they still set up the parasols and whatever. And uh, yeah, <laughs> gotta get those it's, loony lizard glasses. There, there's still a lot of whitening creams and whitening enhancement and all that stuff. That's still yeah. popular. Yeah, still popular. Why though? Like it, it seems like well, it, the it stems the back shift to is, yeah. It, why do they like white skin? No, I know why they uh, like it, but like, why? Why are they? St- is it a certain age demographic? Are younger people? What's the? Don't know for sure, but I think yeah, younger might be more inclined to 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 be tan. I don't know to be honest. No idea. No, nobody over forty. I mean, it's still it's wrinkles. Now you see them. They got those band aids like Hejung had on the weekend. Yeah, what is that? I don't understand that actually. That's where you burn. I see it all the time. That's where you burn easily, right? So they wear a band-aid there. Yeah, so they put they don't burn. band-aids here, and they got other ones that are like here, like a looks like a like right. a face mask. Batman. Yeah, like these just stickers. The whole cheek. She had the ones that are getting more common, the ones that are just here. But yeah, I, I mean that that stuff's going wild. I, I, I didn't know that what was, that was. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was just like she had. Like see them all. Again. See them everywhere. See them everywhere. Really? I think that's when she's out gardening or whatever. Huh? But do, do they take them off? Is that like a daily? Yeah, Is that a daily thing. I don't know if it's daily or only when you're in the sun or whatever, but they're they're much more common now. I've seen them tons. But yeah, no, it's still. What about, well, still does your wife wear sun cream every day? Um, like suntan lotion. Yeah, yeah, like like to not burn. But she's she's no, but I mean winter. Like I've had to have a conversation with her. Not some at the old house mm-hmm. about like we had a teenage boys behind us. It's like you just can't lay out in the backyard from the bikini yeah. anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. like you see their eyes above the fence, and you're like, "This is getting weird." Yeah. <laughs> like you got yeah. shit floating. So in no, my pool. she's different. She wants a tan. She definitely yeah. wants a tan. She wants to be. Different. I think it looks healthier, man. My wife went to she had a trip with her buddies to Southeast Asia and came back with a nice tan. I was like, "When man, is this? Looks... I want to hear about this." I got some pictures. I'll, and I'll when, send them when over. is our trip that we get to cash in on it? Because she went. Oh, it was before we were married. It pre marriage. It pre marriage. That's that's. We 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 often joke. Me and the buddies back home, like we just want our wives to get together and go on a trip because that means we get a boys trip. <laughs> that, that's what you talked about vacations. We're we're slowly migrating away from family ones and going to individuals. I don't know if it's healthy, but we, we'll take it. Yeah, so. that'd be a, that'd be an interesting trip. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, place on the bucket list. Kyrgyzstan number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but dude are you ever coming back could, uh, could you ever could you ever see yourself moving back here never say never um but Unlikely. probably uh, the only scenario i could see doing it is is like if somehow the kids got some vested interest in korea and we did it for them um i don't know what that would look like like maybe they Life's comfy in Canada. If if they made the Korean national team for something and we were like, or they got into a, a sport that was like bigger here than like back home, right? Like I, soccer, uh, wrestling. Yeah, like uh, soccer, tennis, soccer or golf, even right? Like sure. like like. There's zero kid golfers from Edmonton, Alberta, ever in the history of the world. Yeah. Like so, like if you know they became huge into golf, like maybe oh, or, yeah, or yeah. something. But so I, I'm I'm not big up, but not really. No, I can't see it. I mean, I, I'm the not. The biggest gonna... scenario when kids come back here is university. Yeah. When they start wondering where they're from, this that would like at Unist. There's a lot of kids that are born abroad, and they're they're curious. They wonder. 
they're growing, raised in international schools or whatever. They got English. Eunice is all English. And I met tons and tons of kids there that have come back to Korea and like Tony. Yeah. Um, but there's there's lots of them. No, but I and I would love that. And 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 to your question, like I, it's been you know six years since I've been back, five since my wife's been back. I, I I'd like to do it every other year at least. Like I I see incredible value from for it. They're like even just hanging out with your kids and kind of getting to to know them. And that's good for us too. I was hoping he was going to drop some, uh, teach him some of the important words to make him cool, man. Wow. I, there, there's no exposure. You got to give him the, the green light for that because he certainly likes it. There's no exposure here. There's no chance to talk like a as long talk as my like kids a young don't kid. put their hands in their pockets. Jesus. Uh, well, that's <laughs> I. He doesn't like celebrating when he scores goals, so he tries to look super cool, which yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but I like it because we got kids. Like I coached the hockey team this year, and we got kids, kids doing the sword celebration, and you're like, you know, guy, not a big. You're, you're eight years old, just like like the scores of these games are like ten nine. <laughs> like, we don't need to be like like it's, uh, but uh, no, but I want to come back more frequently for that. Sure. I, I think it's uh, great value. I think you know teaching them. Their roots, blah blah blah, all that shit makes makes them better people. But also just the diversity of like kind of you know like you're like they don't. It's weird now in Canada, I find right because and it's a good thing, but my kids aren't subjected to like um, racism like they would have been if they were half Asian kids when we went to school. Sure. So that's really good, but it also kind of makes me sometimes feel like they're not getting that they're different, like because like, and and I don't mean to be insensitive this, but you hear people be like, oh, you know, my aunt is Norwegian, so you're like from Norway a little bit, so that's the same as your kid from Korea. No, it's not. (laughs) My kid is Asian looking. Your kid is a white Caucasian with blonde hair and blue eyes. Like it's not the same, but. You can't say that to your children, so you gotta kind of just go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool." They're from a different country too. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like it's, yeah. but it's it's not. So I, I definitely think coming back more on vacation is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's, in terms of moving back, like I hate to say this, and and I don't want to sound arrogant about it, but like having a house in a yard and going cool. for bike rides, yeah, and um, you know, bike rides and 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 stuff like that is 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 pretty awesome yeah. so I, i'm pretty pumped about the decision to live in canada sure. overall and you made that you made that early and you're following through on with uh with what you like eh? <laughs> I, I don't know there, like, there are lots that come back though man i'm surprised how many guys oh, i, I come think back. we have a friend that chris that might be coming back i don't sure. uh, you know, just a guess might be two of them just a guess <laughs> just a guess sure um I, I never say never. I don't like. I, I think you guys got, a, especially you two here, got a nice little with even this podcast and everything. You guys carved out a nice little niche, and you got a, you know, a good community here, and and you guys are making the most of it. But for every one of you guys, there's the deadbeat dad that's not involved in his kid's life at all. Sure, sits and stares at his TV every night, and sure, you know, absolutely. But that guy would have been a deadbeat anywhere. So absolutely. that's my take on it. I think too. Well, just. Uh, talking about taking kids out of school and I think a parallel with bringing them back here is that they get a wider world view you know our, our kids are somewhat in a bubble in their own schools or in your own hometown when you go outside you're like oh there's life outside of what I outside of my regular routine you know yeah. I remember feeling that the first time in high school where we had like a free period and you just drive around in the city and be like 
ah, this is what happens outside, and, you know, in, in real life, you know, you get uh, you get just a, a different view or a different perspective. And, and growing up in Niagara Falls, though, did you ever, like, the center of the see universe. the, yeah, no, Toronto is, but did you ever um, feel like there was American and Canadian, or was it... Uh, Oh, totally, dude! Driving over the border, no, no. There's like a different within the community around the town. Like, was there like we don't talk to the Americans, they don't talk to us, or or was there's there lots a clear of mingling because it was easy enough. Well, to, I mean, you, they would come over and drink at 19 because they got to wait till 21, and there was lots of fights and whatever between. 19, hey, Alberta, we're a little bit better. <laughs> 18, no, but totally. uh, but there's Niagara Falls, Ontario, Niagara Falls, New York. There was a, I could close my eyes, and if I. My parents drove over the border, and I, I opened up and be like, it's different. There's a different energy driving five minutes over the border. It's weird. It's weird, but it's definitely a thing. Definitely different. Because, like, I, like yeah. Nick, Nick, or Nick's raising his kids in the States, and uh, hey, Nick, he's not listening. But um, I, I do think that there's a difference, like, like I, when they come back at Christmas, I, I see a little bit, but not, like, noticeable. Like, mm. there's a little bit of a... American mentality that's going and and but not 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 big trying to arm wrestle all. with Nile. No, they're best buddies actually. Those two, but um, yeah, yeah, cool man. It's no, that's uh, yeah. I'm good. Anything else? Any uh, any? Well, I got uh, a lot of stories you want to tell. Oh, the to, dude, tell, 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 tell some tombstone tales. No, give me give me one good memory from tombstone. Give me one good memory. Something you miss. Something you when you're with PD or Nikki, one that comes up. I'll tell the. I told the story the other day with Nate. The first time I met Nate was my first day in Korea. <laughs> so I got to Tombstone. I was locked out of my apartment. I had to bring my suitcase to Tombstone. <laughs> it was the only foreigner bar. And, and like <laughs> cell phones and technology weren't what they were. Yeah, yeah. Like this was 2005. And we went to Tombstone, and Nate pulled me and Nick aside. And you had met Nick. Nick came two You guys came together? Nick came two weeks before me. Yeah. And um, Nick's like, let's go with this guy. He knows a little bit. So we went to a restaurant called Oh My Dak. Do you remember that, Nate? Yeah. And it was just down the street from Tombstone. We got in there, and it was like a chicken joint. And I remember being blown away that beers were like a pitcher of beer. It was like six bucks back yeah. in the day or something. Yeah. It was so cheap. So we ordered yeah. some beers. And Nate goes, don't order chicken yet. These people next to us ordered too much. I'm going to steal theirs. <laughs> and he stole their chicken. And they were looking at Nick going, where the this, fuck am I? This guy. That, that we're eating strangers' chicken. This guy. And drinking. And we left a bar where I left all my suit, like everything I owned. Yeah. Strangers. Yeah. Turns out to be Jeff and Marky. Yeah. And Al. And, uh, and Andy. And, uh, and then we came back and I was just like, oh my God. So I do remember that one vividly. It was like, and I remember going home that night going, like, I think I might like it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be good. So I remember one of my first, or my first night out, I spent a couple of days in, in John Mark's house, but first night we went out, we saw you, yeah, we saw you out camping. We showed up to you guys. You, Nikki B, Petey, and Guy, Guy Petit were... Was that were, one of your first nights? It was my first night. Out. I came rain and we sat and drank Crown Royal in a tent. Yeah. Was it Canada Day? Canada Day. Yeah, we that's correct. Day? Oh, man. Yeah. I brought a box of cigars randomly, and you guys just woke up out of a... We, we showed up at <laughs> 2 in the morning, drove us out. Uh, maybe it could have been 
or someone else but was just throwing like glass bottles out the out of the uh, out of the car under the highway and I was like this is this place is fucking nuts and then we we showed up and you guys were sleeping and you just woke up at two in the morning and just started pounding whiskey. I was like, was this that is place. Really is, one of your, I feel like this place was is years nuts. later. I thought we no, no, no. Well first, he came, first night he came a few years later. Yeah. That's two. Was already, that was I was already gone. So July. 1st. You were there, weren't you on that one? No, I didn't meet him until I came back from a big trip, my vacation trip. July first, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I remember that trip too, and I, I remember, yeah, that was a uh, little known fact. Uh, we all we got pouring rain. We went back to me and Nick's apartment. Yeah. And then Guy passed out, and we drew all over him. Yeah. And then he woke up, and he was puking everywhere. And I had to drive him in his little van home. <laughs> I remember that little van. And then there's a little bit more to that story. But yeah. <laughs> so, and hold on, I think he was, our, he was a mess. I think I'll our say that. Yes. our second meeting might have been your mustache party, which I oh, I didn't know. It was great. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was getting into, but I went in. There was like little serving bowls of <laughs> like single cigarettes in cheese slices. So like this it was place a white is trash party. Is a white trash. Doing. Why we're trying to do a white trash party, dude? It was and hilarious. we had a giant bowl of cigarette. We emptied. Uh, like six or seven packs of cigarettes into a bowl. Yeah. And then we bought uh, like the Costco pack. And they, that was, we had to go to Daegu yeah. to go to Costco then. Costco then. And we bought like a 54 pack of the cheese slices. Cheese slices. But the plastic. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We call it hand cheese. I don't know what you guys Craft call it. Craft single slices. Craft singles, yeah, yeah. And so we would, uh, and we put them on a plate. Yeah. And then we purposely ordered a pizza the night before and served leftover <laughs> pizza. <laughs> For the white trash party. I walked in, you immediately cut the sleeves off of my shirt. <laughs> yes. You were allowed sleeves. I yes. didn't. And you guys have been growing mustaches for two weeks. Yeah. I can't grow eyebrows. And you guys are like, oh, we need a mustache. And you drew one on me. <laughs> oh, dude, that was uh, that was bananas. That yeah. was bananas. I believe Jean-Francois, Nate's alter ego, made an appearance that night. No, the, no, he wasn't here. He, he wasn't here. Was that not that night? He, he wasn't here. I didn't come back. But Dano, Dano drove us from your house to to Tombstone, and I was in the back of the of his van, or his SUV, uh, and my dad called, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in the back of an ex-NHL player's SUV and he just keeps stopping and and like he was shotgunning beers. No, no, not no, not even that. He just kept saying like, "Hey, watch this! I'm the king of the road because I'm driving an SUV." And he'd drive up and just start honking at people and they move. I was like, "This guy's fucking nuts." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that I do remember. that. The mustache party was quite quite fun. Oh god! So Pete was here then, right? Yeah. When you okay. Yeah. And not and it must have been two weeks after that that Jeffy or maybe a month after that that Jeffy uh, or was that the next year when Jeffy rented that uh, the country house and PD went upstairs and then he came back down and his shoulders just hanging his his knuckles are scraping on the ground he's like I think I need to go to the hospital no, I still remember <laughs> he, he fell down the entire like rock staircase popped up he was fine completely fine and. As we were walking in, Eric opened the screen door of the thing, <laughs> and it, like, slung back there, and, and it hit Pete in the shoulder and popped the shoulder out. 
Oh, that's and then he's just <laughs> screaming, and I have to take. I've taken Pete to the hospital in a few different countries with a separated shoulder, <laughs> and I remember by the remember you and I in Vietnam trying yeah. to push it back in, and he's just puking on the bed, and me and and we were completely sober that night. We were like normal adults. I think it was once in Thailand too, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, and we but the Vietnam one, Nate's like that's it. I've had because Thailand happened first, <laughs> and in the Vietnam one, Nate's like that's it. I, I think he said my buddy is a, is a physiotherapist. I know what I'm doing. No, I, just, I, I dislocated mine a bunch. And we're just shoving it back in his socket. And Pete's coming in and out of consciousness from the pain. Oh, oh that, was, that was a bad one. Oh. But, yeah. man, listen, next, uh, I want you to, to promise us here on, uh, on the podcast that next time you come back, you're going to tell the story of someone falling down and trying to move Lotte Mart back six inches. <laughs> All right. And, and, the, and, the, uh, and the, the story and the, the lore surrounding that. Because there is, yeah, that's, that's a that whole podcast a in itself. That, that was the pilot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So if you're going to listen to this podcast for any reason in the next five years, it's going to be that story. All right. Well, thanks, boys. It's hilarious. fun. You guys are doing good stuff here. Always the nice. The mayor and uh, mayoress. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That, that hurt my vagina. Thanks for taking the time. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.